Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Fightful Overbook, New Japan, Pro Wrestling, The Bread Club, Episode 6. Uh, it's Matt from The Shining Wizards and Kieran from Wrestling and the Noob Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast. Kieran, how are you today, my friend? I'm good. We still got a heat wave going on the UK, but uh, it's not hotter than it is over in Japan with a G1 Climax in full effect right now. It's definitely in full effect. And uh, I know you guys don't do well in the heat, so I wish everyone in the UK well. Uh, I'm gearing up for... Uh, for a 95, 97, and 100-degree day here in New Jersey this week uh, before it breaks on Friday. But that's all par for the course. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're not built for it. We're built to keep the heat in. You know, we're a cold country. We want to save the heat. And now that it's hot, we're, like, suffering. We don't know what to do because we're keeping all this extra heat in that no one wants. Stay hydrated. I have to, here we go. Drink a lot of water. And uh, if you get too hot, uh, from my from my days when I was a roofer, if you pour cold water or put ice cubes on your on your wrists, I read that online, and like, apparently, yeah, like dip your arms up to your elbows in like just ice or ice cold water as much as you can. Like, I don't really have buckets big enough or ice to hand to be able to do that, but a wrist one seems like it's a it's a really good uh a good little trick. Yeah, it helped when I was a roofer. I have like these darty beady eyes that I. <laughs> Like I go and I check our our YouTube, um, the Fightful Overbooked YouTube after we've like done a show just to see the comments and the views and stuff. Find out who's talking shit. Nobody, you know what? Surprisingly, <laughs> nobody talks shit about us, uh, which is nice. But man, my fucking eyes are like beady and they dart all over the place. <laughs> because when we do the Shining Wizards, it's a smaller picture of me because I we have the logo. Yeah, man, my eyes are fucking. Like, <laughs> I can like, see I feel like I see every see pore, there. every hair. They're like so beady. They're so shifting, <laughs> and I feel like for those watching, like I have another computer. Like I'm looking at. I'm not like a fucking spaz. I'm literally <laughs> when me and Kieran are having conversations, I'm looking up things to make, to make sure like we got our facts straight because. Because there's a lot of people out there that might be tuning in for the first time that aren't familiar with New Japan. And I, we definitely don't want to steer them in the wrong direction or give them misinformation. So it's important. So I'm not like zoning out. I'm looking at something else. My beady little eyes, my stupid face. You're working overtime. You're doing two jobs at once, man. I just get to sit here and look into the camera and chat shit. Well, you are the New Japan expert, so. Yeah, maybe. You're super. Look. I know you, I do a terrible job of putting myself over <laughs> the Shining Wizards every Monday night, uh, shiningwizards.com. But Kieran, you're like you're like an encyclopedia up there of New Japan information. So don't sell yourself short, my friend. Only modern day, like the past five, ten years, maybe. Like there's too much history. We're celebrating 50th year anniversary this year for Christ's sake. Yeah, but like 50 years is a long time. But but there's like pre Tanahashi is is rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that pre pre Tanahashi and like post Muda. 
mm-hmm. like weird like Bob yeah. Sap. Uh, you know, like Scott Norton. Yeah, like Nakamura's great, but let's like have him do like a shoot fight. Like mm-hmm. eh, I don't know yep. if that really checks out, guys. See how that went. Yeah, and I don't know much about uh New Japan in the seventies, so I, I yeah, no, same. Inoki was doing shit, you know, tearing up, probably going unbeaten for like twenty years because he was the the boss some running shit. Yeah, I think the only thing I've ever watched from like seventies is when he um um fuck, I just watched it the other day too. The 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 guy tries to shoot on him and he like kicks him oh, in the face. Oh my god. Giant giant no and the great Antonio, isn't it? Yes, the great yeah, Antonio, yeah, yes. Yeah, and is it who does is it Bill Burr does the funny commentary over it? Like talks about it on a podcast or something. Have you seen oh, that? Oh, does he really? I haven't I'm seen it. I'm pretty that. sure it's Bill Burr, and he's just like on a podcast or something. And he's just like, oh, there's this amazing thing. They call it shoot fighting and wrestling. And he's like just bigging up Antonio Inoki. And he's like, Antonio Inoki. He's like, I'm sorry if I get that wrong. Please don't come beat me up. <laughs> and he's just like, he just wallops this fat fuck. He's like, don't fuck with me. And it's Bill Burr. So obviously a world famous comedian. It's fucking funny as hell. That's great. He fucking kicks, the, kicks him in the face a fucking bunch. Yeah, no, it was serious shit. Yeah, great. Uh, Antonio Inoki just... Alicia's hell on this poor guy that just didn't. He, he wasn't being professional. So Antonio Inoki was like, "I'll make you be professional, bitch." Yeah, you don't want to work. Antonio Inoki's going to kick you in your fucking face. <laughs> yeah, I'll make you work. Antonio Inoki, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, ten times. Uh, I guess the G one winner, if you count. If yeah, it was out. different then. It was like the Madison Square Garden series or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, it was... I wouldn't give that. It's not the same. No, it was the World League for a few years, the MSG League, then the IWGP League, and then one year it was the World Cup tournament, and then in 91 it was the G1. Yeah, G1 is 32. Yeah, 32. Yeah, 32 this year. Yeah, yeah. It's always helpful because the then final number matches up with the year. You know what I mean? It's like it's 2022, so it's G1 Comics 32. It's always helpful. At least they did, like, the first one in 74 was done like a tournament. I think they all were. I just don't think they were round robin like they are today. It was more... And the G1 itself for a certain time, was it? That's like how Rick Rude made... Did he make the final? He might have made the final. Yes, he did. Yeah, it was... It was... Him, and, him, and, uh, him and Chono in 92. Yeah, it was just single elimination. So obviously making yes. the final was a lot easier, a lot less taxing than the G1 round robin like we know and love today. Well, they went back and forth. 91 was the first yeah. the first G1, and it was round robin. Wow, what a fuck. I, I might have to go find this. Muda, Fujinami, Norton, Vader, Chono, Hashimoto, Bam Bam Bigelow, and Ricky Choshu. Jesus. It was, it was so different back then as well, and I don't know. If entire G1s were recorded, if they're available, I don't know what the story is with the really old G1s. But I know, like, you could you could at least. I don't know if you can for the old ones. They've done, like, box sets of them. Because I wanted to get the G1 Climax 25 box set, because that's what I went to. And it was, like, probably £150 or something like that. Like, it was a fortune. Like, New Japan was such an expensive hobby if you tried to keep up with it before New Japan World was a thing. Like, we're so blessed to have New Japan World now. Yeah, I think it might be on. Uh, let me check really fast. Might be on. I I don't know if you guys have it. And we have a we have a, a website in in the states here. IVP videos. I'm and not sure. They do. He's. They're probably like 
copies of a copy. Let me mm. see if I can find. Tell those kids to shut the fuck up outside. I'm going to go close my door. I'll, 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 I'll be back in two seconds whilst you, you, you're going to have to keep the show going. No, I'll be back. But I don't want you to have a heat stroke. Don't have a heat stroke, Kieran. Yeah, so these are like... Considering how shitty and cheap my mic is, I can't believe it picks up kids. Like, I have a little balcony on my flat apartment, and there's obviously balconies above and balconies below, and they're out on their balcony because it's school holidays now. But, like, I've lived in this apartment for three years now, and I've never heard these children, and they've always lived there. And suddenly every night and every morning now, they're just screaming their little heads off. That's what kids do, man. So on this... This uh this IVP videos, they ha you can get the whole G one for eight dollars, the first one from nineteen ninety. Wow man, that's great. Like yeah, they... three three DVDs. I feel like New Japan, like the G one and pay-per-views used to be on like Ustream or something like that, like a streaming service that has long, long died, but it was so expensive. Like you you basically had to be a slightly rich to be able to watch an entire G one and keep up with every pay-per-view throughout the year. Yeah, I could only imagine. Oh, that I might have to go back and you know what? I'm not gonna listen. I'm not can't get ahead of myself. I gotta lucky to be up to date on the G1 as we are right now. Yep, yeah. I mean, how many nights have we? What are we nine? We're we into are, double digits, right? So last night, Sunday was night nine or Saturday night, whatever. Sunday, yeah. Sunday, Sunday evening Japan time was night nine. Yep, with Naito versus Evil main event. Yes, but that's that's right. Working backwards probably isn't the best way. We should probably start from night one. Yes, and there's a lot to to unpack here. Let me ask you this, because because you've watched the G1 uh, the last couple of years, and we I think we're both in the same mindset. We really enjoy the tournament. How do you feel about four blocks? It's so it I, it has been really weird in that early on you had guys that had had two matches, and then you had someone like Tom Lawler that was only just about to have his first match. It was really bizarre, and it's kind of like, so usually straight off the bat, I'm kind of like, oh, shit, you know, this person's falling behind, this person's going ahead. But I've not actually paid any attention to the standing so much as in, oh, these people are tied at the top, these people are tied at the bottom, because, yeah, it's four blocks, and it's so compact, and it's so different. I'm more just like, you know, the death sentence seems to kind of be, if you get two, more than two losses, you're you're done. And if you've got two losses, then you need to, you know, you're kind of on a wing and a prayer and that things go your way, uh, a la Tetsuya Naito. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't like the the fact that there's so much time uh, in between some of these guys. Like, I think, yeah, so I, th- I, I, I want to say it was like, maybe like, I don't know. Chase Owens had like a match like on night eight or or night nine. And then he's off again until Taichi's like in his backstage comments is like, when the hell is my next match? Like what's going on? Like it, it, it must be weird for them in a way as well. Cause it's usually the most hectic time of the year. Match, 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 match. And they've got these big long breaks and then it is going to get more compact now as we go into the final stretch. Like Sunday was the first day that had five block matches. Whereas every other day's had four. And then I think there might be some shows that are having just whole blocks, like basically everyone's wrestling everyone. And yeah, it's like once, uh, once we get to night twelve, 
like yeah then you know just people aren't people aren't getting breaks anymore suddenly so it kicks up a gear and then your wins and losses you're suddenly going to start taking notice in the fact that people will start be will start getting eliminated but um it has been the, the matches haven't the matches have been amazing but in terms of the wins and losses what they mean and matter that's kind of been lost a little bit i think yeah i think uh and you mentioned naito and i don't want to jump ahead but i think we're we're the stories that they usually tell that that you mentioned they haven't really i think we're getting to the meat of it now so by the time this this is out uh we will probably be it'll be the day of night 10 or the day after night 10 um which will be august 2nd and then there's another break until august 5th nelly come on man and then Nelly's going to make her surprise entrance into the G1 and win it all. I mean, if look, if you're watching this and you're watching the Shining Wizards every Monday, Nelly is never a surprise. If she doesn't show up, it's a surprise. <laughs> Fucking cat. We talked about it last time we sat down, um, what our expectations of the G1 were going to be, who we were excited to see. And they wasted zero time night one with Hanare mm-hmm. and Tanahashi. Oh, yeah. I I, I saw people that were kind of, oh, it was okay and everything. I think... Up until that point, it was Hanari's best showing. But then every match since then, he's improved again. Like, I love the character Hanari's bringing to the ring. He's bringing new moves. Uh, he done like a sunset bomb, I think, uh, against someone. Like sunset. Oh, yeah, like he done the sunset power bomb, but threw the person into. No, that was Chase Owens. I'm getting confused. Sorry, Hanari. Hanari has been awesome, though. Like, he's doing the top rope sent on. Uh, he's got this, like, the, the little kick off the middle rope that he's doing. And he's just like, he's huge as well. Like he's big, like wide, like he's the biggest guy in the block commentary keep on saying. And he's just a bully. He bullied Tanahashi. He bullied Zach. Goto was kind of a fight, but I just love that he's coming across as this big bully of the block. Yeah. So far he's been my, he's been my favorite, um, to watch. You were watching him. Uh, and we talked about it last time we got together. Like, he's the guy. Like, this was it, man. It was single swim time. Off, yeah. Shit or get off the pot. Like, to have him come out there, be the first G1 match, and beat Tanahashi, regardless, win or lose the tournament. And I don't think either of us thought he was winning <laughs> no. pop, let alone the tournament. That's huge. And then, and then you think about it, if you're not familiar with the history of, of New Japan Pro Wrestling, like, they put him in there. His first three opponents are Tanahashi, Zack Sabre Jr., and Goto, like, the, it, it's really like, it's like, you know, one day you're uh, in swimmies in the, in the little end, and the next day they just throw you in the deep end without the swimmies. And it's like, figure it out, bro, swim. Yeah, no, exactly. It, like we said, it was sink or swim, and he was like, fuck swimming, I'm going to grab a surfboard, and I'm going to ride these waves. Like, he's fucking killing it. Um, I think out of, like, the guys that kind of needed to come in and showcase themselves, you know, you've got Tom Lawler, you've got Jonah, you've got... Hanare, um, I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head, but he is certainly the guy out of everyone that needed to show why they belong in G1. Like he would, he should, if, if he continues in the way he has, he is fully deserving of a spot in a 20 man G1 block. Like he's been a delight to watch. He's like a different person. Like we have not seen Hanare and perhaps he's just been waiting for this moment all along and he's had it all, he's had been capable of it the whole time, but now we are seeing just how good Hanare is and he's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 a real joy to watch, and and his match with Tanahashi was good. I love this stuff with Saber and how he yes. essentially had Zach beat, but they the Achilles injury, mm-hmm. 
even like the post-match, him selling, taking the boot off, the sock off, getting ice on his Achilles immediately, like brilliant shit. Him and Goto slapped. They beat the dog shit out of each other. And there were a couple times where I was like, dude, Hanari's going to, he's going to be two and one in this tournament and his wins are against Tanahashi and Goto. That's, Goto. that's huge. I mean, it, the fact they gave him the big Tanahashi win just speaks like, you know, I'm really glad they've done that. I thought they would. But yeah, I mean, he he is the he's the beefy boy now. He's got himself a character. He's got he he's different in the United Empire, like as well now. He's really solidifying himself. Um, and it, it's just it's it's awesome. We've he's been there for so long. He's waited and waited and waited, and he's finally getting this time, and he's fucking using the time well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I enjoyed that. Uh, they really set us up nice for night one. Osprey ELP, I thought was great. Yeah, yeah, I like that ending. Oh. No, that was perhaps one of the best endings of the year. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, and Osprey is victorious there. Jay White Sonata, I mean, come on. Jay White's going to run the fuck. He's running the block. B block doesn't stand a chance. Okay. I, so for like the first time ever, I'm keeping notes because we do this. So I was like, <laughs> let me let me take notes because there's a lot of fucking wrestling and I'm going to forget stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, like Jay uh, White and Sonata, it was like peak Jay White. He was such a fucking menace like chatting so much shit to sonada um so when sonada caught him in the paradise lock it was like fucking like you know shut the fuck up jay i've got you now but um they they really had me biting on all the roll-ups because sonada was doing some great ones especially when he does the o'connor roll and that's such a good finish no matter what the match is i really thought jay might lose um but yeah jay winning made sense of course um yeah jay white is running the block like you said he was fantastic. Sonata. Sonata. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic. I was watching this um because I had a long it was hot the first week of the G1 here, so I had a long week and I was like, I just want to watch the fucking G1. My wife had like furniture she was putting together, so we were watching and fucking Jay White gets put in the paradise lock. She's like, This is that's not real. Like, <laughs> Shut the keep fucking. I'm interested though, like uh, yeah, like, what if you got put in it? Could you? That's what it? I said. I'm like, can I put you, you in it? Yeah, let's test it. That's it. She's like, she was like, if you get out of your chair, on, I'm put you on in episode it. seven of the Bread Club, uh, Matt of the Shining Wizards will be putting his uh, lovely wife into the Paradise Lock live on Fightful Overbooked, and it'll be the last time you ever see me. <laughs> it'll be me and Nelly doing the next half of the G1. Yes. Good luck. Good luck. She has the attention. <laughs> she has the attention span of a of a fly <laughs> uh, and then the main event of that night delivered in a big big way big boy jeff cobb and okada i think it was probably their best yet out of what this is match three four maybe um uh, i feel like it's match four that cobb's got, got cobb, cobb got a win over okada yeah um and i don't feel like the record was one one but yeah man oh this this was awesome like no matter how many times you see jeff cobb he's never not impressive it, it's it's i don't think I don't think people understand how fucking good Jeff Cobb is or Okada for that. Look, I was, when I got into New Japan, I was like, whatever, this fucking Okada guy, this Tanahashi guy and his dumb fucking hair. Um, but over, over time, like Okada's so fucking good. And you see it, you you see like, there's a lot of, I'm kind of going on a tangent, so I apologize. There are a lot of things that you may not be familiar with if you're just tuning into New Japan Pro Wrestling, like, but there's so much history there. It's important for you to to know the characters and their history. Like, I'll jump ahead to Okado 
Yano, like it's a side you rarely get to see from Yano, but people need to like realize like he's been there for like fucking 20 years. Yeah. Yano, like I'm pretty sure I've seen it said by other wrestlers in new Japan, or I don't know where to start from. But I've certainly read multiple times that people say that Yano is probably legitimately one of the toughest guys in the locker room. Like if you was to get into a legitimate fight with him, um, but obviously, yeah, he just plays the buffoon on TV and he's a smart man for doing it because he's not hurting himself. He's not he's not getting much ring time. He's not putting much uh, damage on the odd body. But yeah, once upon a time, he great Bashir, man. He was banging heads. He was bleeding all over the place, making people, busting people open. He was a menace. Right. It's just it's just like Taguchi and Honma. Like what you're seeing now of them is not what they like. Taguchi's no. one of the best junior heavyweights to ever step in the ring. But like. We're, he's he's in the same spot as Yano and same with Honma. Honma was doing crazy fucking death matches. Death matches yeah. Like they've just they're they they've reached the point where they don't need to do that anymore. But if they have to go back into that arsenal, they can. It's the same thing with you got the Jushin Thunder Liger guy behind you. Like when he brought when he summoned um Kishin Liger against Suzuki, man. Oh, that was amazing. That was fucking bonkers. It's great shit. So if you get into New Japan Pro Wrestling, like, like I've grown to appreciate Okada, and I said it here on the show, like, over the first couple, of, I couldn't stand Tai Chi. Like, Tai Chi's my guy now. He says a voice mm-hmm. of an angel, voice of an angel. When he rips the pants off, ah, oh, it's the hottest thing in the world. Come on. <laughs> and he can wrestle his balls off. He can, like, then, then it was, what, a Tai Chi Ishii night two opening match. Um, Dude, I've how got- do you... How do you? <laughs> I hate to cut you off. How do you follow that? I got, I didn't get that into it. I really I don't know. Yeah, I I wasn't big into. It. I felt like it was the a perfect example of a match that suffers from the clap crowds. Like I feel like if you've got people screaming, losing their shit, you know, get up tight, chi ishi, you know, the screamings, the screams of the fans and stuff. But I, yeah, I know people really liked it. I I just couldn't get invested in it. Wow, I thought that was a fucking. I'm yeah, I'm on a I'm on an island by myself there. I appreciate that. Because I no do lo- I do I do love both. I just don't know. Some something didn't click for me in that match for some reason. That's uh I mean I get it. I, I just looking at the card, I was like super excited about this match, and then it delivered and I was like, Whoa. Yeah, they've been putting on like kind of a match that could perhaps main event as the first match of the blocks. But they've been basically giving you a big match first, then you've kind of got the two middle matches, and then obviously your main event. But um, it has been the running. Why well, I say that? I've just looked at night three and Finley versus Udro was the first match, but um, <laughs> so that that might not be entirely true. But uh, right. But yeah, no. I for the, for the most part, your your first match of the blocks is something great for the most part. Yeah, uh, and then they, I really, they're telling. Uh, I I don't know what story they're telling with Big Tom. But I'm interested to see it play out in these next these next couple of nights. Yano Jonah. Skip. Next. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. You're bringing Jonah in. And I very rarely complain about the booking in New Japan because I don't know what the fuck. I couldn't book a goddamn match between Nelly and any of those <laughs> figures. But I don't know. You're bringing like he's a big dude. He's a beast. You're presenting him as such. We've seen him in New Japan strong. You're familiar with him in Impact here in the States. Like, to have him go in, yes, it's Yano. I just put Yano over huge. But, like, I was like, this is Yano's going to win. This is a Yano match. He's going to win by count out. It's going to be shenanigans. 
and it was. Yeah, it wasn't fun though either. No. Like Yano can be very hit and miss, and I feel like we've had a lot of Yano these past few years because of KOPW. He was getting all these big matches that were getting lots of time and stuff. Usually G1's quite fun because we haven't had Yano shoved down our throat a lot and he's got kind of just something new. Uh, but he's kind of the same old stuff recently. Um, like, yeah, I, I, I usually could find some humor and some join a Yano match, but at the moment I'm just dreading them. You know, I'm with you. I, 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 coming off of Tai Chi Big Tom, I was like, yeah. Well, you want to talk about a fucking popcorn break? This is a fucking go to the store break. This was, <laughs> dude, I'd leave the room and I'd come back and it'd still be on. I'd hear Kevin Kelly and I'm like, ugh. Why? God bless Kevin Kelly. Doing, doing his best to make, uh, make the shit smell like gold, smell like roses, I should say. Yeah. Well, they, you know what? He didn't have to do much for the, the next two matches. Z- Zach Saber and Kenta. I mean, I, God, I don't know how cool. New Japan does it, how they, they do such a great job at, at, there's there's bad there's so much backstory in history when they decide to bring it up and use it in a story it seems like it always fits perfectly into the puzzle yeah no that's the one that we've spoken about history so much at the top of the show the old g1 antonio Inoki, and it's what makes it so great as a viewer as you're rewarded for it like you know if we're watching this g1 now in 10 years we're gonna see you know hanare in a g1 and they're gonna refer back to when he beat tanahashi in the first match 10 years ago and there's probably going to be stories there and stuff, you know. You're re- you're rewarded for your for just giving a shit, quite frankly. The more you put into it, the more you gain from New Japan. Um, and whilst this story isn't a New Japan story, it's another story because Kenta was uh, a sensei when when um Zach was a student in the Noah Dojo. They've also wrestled in New Japan a few times already, and every fucking time those two just knock it out of the park. They've got such great chemistry, them too. Yeah, and they, they did it again here. Zack Sabre Jr. continues to be a force, um, which is it's like a catch-22, right? Because you, if you're not familiar with Zack Sabre Jr. here in the States, you saw him at AEW get beat by Brian Danielson quite easily, right? By Claudio. Uh, Claudio. Claudio. Claudio, I'm <laughs> sorry. Jesus, my brain's all over the place. But it's like, I don't think they did Zack Sabre Jr. justice here in the they States. They've done him dirty. Yeah. So, like... This is a huge win. He gets Kenta to submit um, if, from an arm bar. Great storytelling. Great match. You know, dude, the fucking scars on Kenta from this Wrestle Kingdom match. Oh, it's bad, isn't it? Like, literally just Holy all the way up his fucking back, man. Jesus Christ. He's been a delight in backstage comments, as always. Uh, you know, promoting his new book, which we should all go out of our way to buy, even though none of us speak Japanese. Uh, Nelly's on her way to the bookstore to buy it right now, as you can see. Please, um, Nelly, bring bring me something. <laughs> but he's like uh yeah promoting his book backstage saying i won't promote my book back here i'm here for the g1 and then he's just coming up with inventive ways the first time he just left it on the floor for the camera to see the next time he's got it tucked down the back of his trousers as he's walking away another time he's turning the corner and he bumps into a new japan worker who's holding the book and drops it and picks up his eye oh, you dropped your book and uh, he's just he's, he's such a little creative genius that little bastard i love kenner yeah, Ken is a joy to watch, especially if you were familiar with his Ring of Honor run, his Noah run. Anything outside of Hideo Itami in NXT. Exactly. Well, then we we got, you know, it was NXT and you were like, all right, like, let's see how this goes. And and, and uh, he was marred by injuries and things was... just never took off. And mm-hmm. it was a delight to see him back at the G1 a couple of years ago when he returned. So 
This is beautiful. Submission loss, great match. I'm not going to lie, Kieran. I was very, very surprised by the result of the the main event of night two when Juice Robinson uh, hit pole friction on Shingo and beat him. I don't think I was surprised. I think it's why it was a 50 50. I would have, I could have seen it going either way. You've got former IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Shingo. Of course, he's got, he has to do well. Uh, but also, you've got Juice, and this was his first, was this his first singles match since joining Bullet Club in Japan? I think so. Cause yes. he won the title stateside, then he got the appendicitis and he's done tag matches. Um, so, you know, you've got this new Juice Robinson that you kind of need to put over as well. Um, but Jesus Christ, the ending was incredibly flat. Uh, feel like <laughs> juice just came out of nowhere, right? Yeah. Like all the juice had left his juice box or whatever. Like he just, he seemed to go to do the rock slide, uh, and seemingly couldn't get Shingo up. Like legitimately, you know, I don't think it was a matter of he had been worked over in the match and he was selling something. Uh, and he had to make an audible and hit pulp friction for the win for a second time in the match. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it, it was very bizarre and very flat because, yeah, he he clearly it clearly what didn't look like that was the plan. Yeah, he was not rock hard for that. He was rock no. soft. No, yeah, the, the, it was a soft, soft, hard, soft rock. Soft rock, yeah, soft rock like um, some ambrosia. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I like, I love yacht rock. I was actually listening to it on my errands today. Some yacht rock. But yeah, no, uh, Shingo's having a, a weird G1, to say the least. Yeah, Shingo's another one where you're kind of uh, intrigued intrigued by what where this goes. Yeah, yeah. Because right? uh, like he, every... He, he's in the G1, but then like pre-G1, he was like, I want Sting. I want to wrestle Sting. Sting was awesome in that six-man match. I want to wrestle Sting. Are we going to see fucking Shingo and Sting at some point? <laughs> I I don't think so. I think he he's definitely put it out there that he wants to come back to AEW though, and he wants to challenge for a title. Um, and I think if you've got Shingo willing to do that, and you're anyone in AEW, then you're fucking like, yes, let's get him over here now, like as soon as we can, let's fucking do it, please, please. Uh, night three. Um, I feel like this was the weakest we've seen so far. Yeah, you might be right. Finley versus Hudro. I don't think we need to comment on, quite frankly, do we? Let's save our breath. Yeah, you know what? Can I just? I just have to say, Kieran, fuck the House of Torture. (laughs) Seriously, I mean, you say that, but Naito versus Evil was tremendous. I know, but still, like, what (laughs) the? That's I still have to sit through fucking Kenta versus Evil. Yeah. It, okay, we'll get to that when we get to that. But right, I had to sit through so there's so much House of Torture. I it's bad enough I have to sit through a Takahashi match. You have to sit right? for sit for Thank a lot God of Peter's. shit. Thank God Peter's there. I have to sit for a lot of shit with House of Torture sometimes. But uh, Udro got the win, right? He did. He beat he did. pin David Finley. Yeah. Um Which was I was a little surprised by that. Yeah, and then you know, he's got to get his wins, I guess. X Bullet Club versus Bullet Club, Tamatonga versus Chase Owens. Uh, I think I was quite surprised by Owens in that the stuff he was putting off because I mentioned earlier and got my my people confused. Like, like, yeah, he's suddenly doing these new moves and he looks perhaps better than he ever has, quite frankly. Um, but uh, I think one of the things is Tama and J- Tama and J- Jesus Christ, Tamatonga and Jado are great together. They're they're just brilliant. I love that little relationship they have. Jado's like 
so much fun in this role now that he's in Hontai. Um, I, I sincerely wrote, they're, they're such a joy to watch. Yeah, no, I'm a big, um, and, and I think last time we got together, I, I, if I would not be upset if the only loss Jay White has is to Tomatanga. So it's been, you know, that, that, that seems like it may be the way at the moment, you know, I, I don't think Jay runs the block. Um, and he's got Tamatonga, I think he's his last opponent. So who better than to spoil the Switchblades party than, you know, the man he kicked out of a look club, Tamatonga? Yeah, no, that's the, the, you're right. That's their last. And, and look, I, and I've say it till I'm blue in the face. I'm super annoyed about his never open weight tie. He got one defense. It was shit. He got no defense. He got no defense. It was yeah. shit. And now Carl Anderson's fucking running around impact with it. Like, come on, man. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, just have, to 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 drop the title and then you don't have the title in the G one. Like, if Carl was in the G one, I could understand maybe. But yeah, just I feel like keep it on Tama during the G one, and then if for whatever reason Carl Anderson needs the belt, then put it on him after the G one. Yeah, does he need the belt? No, he doesn't need no, the fight. He, he doesn't. Needs, but... He needs fucking better entrance music. Is what he needs. That's fucking <laughs> fucking good brother country music horse yeah. shit. It's very uh, not wrestlingy. No, and you know what? Very disappointing was the. I love Lance Archer. Love, oh, yeah. love yeah. Lance Archer. Um, I have a very friendly relationship with him. Um, he's great. We sent him Manscape stuff. He's always super supportive of us. And likewise, him and Bad Luck Fale, a fucking count out. Come it was, on. It was an awful count out too, as well. It's not like Bad Luck Farley done something amazing on the ring side. Like it, it was awful, awful. The match wasn't good, and then it had a really awful count out. Yeah, and it was. It's not like Lance Archer doesn't know that it's a twenty. It was fucking stupid. I hated this. I hated this. Made me so angry. Yeah, no, it was awful. But the main event got the oh. crowd fucking rocking. A big shock win for Hiroki Goto over Tetsuya Naito. But man, it was the crowd going ape for, for Hiroki Goto, especially when he hit that Shoten Kai. They lost their minds. This was a fucking unbelievable. If you're going to watch anything from night three, it's this match. You know, pretty much. Yeah. There, you know, night one is night one. Definitely go through, watch it. Uh, you can skip the Yano Jonah match on night two. Night three, this is the only thing worth watching. This is fucking great. I, I feel like we're, are we going to, what what do you think the odds of Goto winning the C block are? He must be two and one, right? He's beaten Naito, he's beaten Hanare, and I assume he's lost to someone. Uh, uh he's got he's got four points. He lost to uh bu- 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 holy shit, it's in here somewhere. Who's he faced? Is he just two and oh? Has he not had three matches yet? That's possible. Yeah, that's true too. He beat uh he beat yeah, Hanare. I think he's only had the two matches, beat Hanare and beat Naito. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's, there's, I think there's a zero percent chance he wins, uh, the block, but he will, he seemingly will be a contender. Um, but it's also nice because he, he I feel like every year we're kind of surprised at how well he does. Um, even though he does well every year in the G1, he's never bottom feeder and he's kind of always in contention until the last couple of days. I don't know, man. They, I, it seems like this weird underlying story. Uh, they didn't really hit it on this night, but when he beats uh, Hanare um, on night seven, they're really telling the story. Like, 
they, his kid wants him to win the G1. Yeah, it's really He's cute. He's not going to say, you can't say. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill you know the g and g1 stands for goto until he wins it or he gets close to winning it. like i feel like this is weird underlying story that i think if he was in another block maybe but considering you've got naito and you've got tanahashi and you've got zach and you've got kentire i mean new japan aren't afraid to throw a spanner in the wrench um and it wouldn't be undeserving. It wouldn't be, you know, him winning the block for the sake of it, just to do something different. You know, Goto is always a deserving guy. Yeah, it's gonna. He's because he's got. You know, I don't know when this comes up on Fightful Overbooked. It'll either be Wednesday or Thursday. So he's got, he's got Kenta on the second. Then he's got uh, Zack Saber Junior on the sixth. And then he doesn't wrestle again till the 16th. It's crazy. Like 10 that's days between he, blocks. Yeah, that's when he wrestles evil. That's so fucking weird. It's, it is bizarre. It's not, yeah, it is weird. It's good for them, but it's weird for us as fans. Right, yeah, because then like, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's so weird. It's such a long break. Uh, but, but yeah, we're getting the, you know, very interested to see where they go with Naito too. Now he's zero one here. Obviously, we're gonna get to 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 um, night five. Yeah. But it's it's the usual Naito story, the usual G one story for Naito, and the, the usual thing the New Japan loves of let's just start them off in the worst possible way so the crowd can get behind them on the way back up. And we all love it. We all fall for it. We fucking eat this shit up. Um, <laughs> you know, oh shit, Naito's zero two. Is he actually gonna win the block? Is he in with a chance? Of course he is. But we fucking love it anyway. Well, he's night though. He always has a chance. He's night though. And then you jump into night four. Our beefy boy, Hanare, is back to fight uh, my fellow Brit, Zack Sabre Jr. And as we said, they had a fucking great match. You mentioned the Achilles already. Uh, Hanare, just bullying. He's a big boy. And it was... What's great about it as well, I've said this before on here, is I love when a submission ends a match instantly, which Zack is doing more and more. And he got a heel hook on Hanare's Achilles, which has surgery on, kept him out for like a year, and Hanaro's like, nope, I'm out, tapped. And that's, that's great. It just shows how fucking painful it is. It shows how good Zach is in that he can lock it in as well. And it, it but uh, but Hanare got to showcase how good he is again during this match. He was great in defeat. Yeah, no, another another great showing by Hanare. It was it was a great match. Night four is was fucking jam packed too, man. I've got I've got to jump in here because you're not uh, you're not a Yoshashi fan, are you? I am not, but uh, this is this is this what I want to know. What do you think, Koyoshi Hashi Shingo? Come on, give me dude! A I thought this match fucking slapped. I oh, and there was God. points in it where I was like, Yoshihashi's gonna win, and I can't be mad at this. I can't. This is such a good fucking match. It's one of the matches of the tournament. If if someone said this is the best match of the tournament so far, I would not argue with them. It was unbelievable. Shingo stole a victory from Yoshihashi. Shingo, Shingo escaped with a victory. Yoshihashi was fucking awesome. This was amazing. I thought this was... I thought Yoshihashi was going to get a huge first win for himself here. And uh, I thought Shingo is also kind of, 
you know, let's throw all the LIJ guys in at 0-2. Uh, dude, I was, this was fucking, I was like, holy shit. I'm glad, this, I'm glad. Yeah, this might be the turning point for me. His, it's his considering his, his other match as well against Juice fucked as well. I know we'll get to that, but he, yeah. he's two for two in bangers, Yoshiyashi. Yeah, yeah. His face still looks like he's got like a little bit of shit under his nose and he just smells it all the time, but I could get past it's that. Wa- it's working for him and that's all that matters. I'll tell you what was working for me. This ver- And I talked about it before. This version of Toru Yanu. Toru, Toru Yanu. Why was that so hard for me to say his fucking name? <laughs> he came out with the the, the the GHB t-shirt. Like, he was like, he wasn't fucking shilling shit. Like, he was all fucking business. He attacked before the bell. Like, this was fucking good. I I didn't like it, really. I, I appreciate that Yano done something different and everything. And Okada, it keeps up this thing of Okada having to get past everyone. You know, he hasn't had a night off, whereas others will get a night off with Yano, as we like to say. Um... But yeah, I don't think it was necessarily a good match. It, it was perhaps better than Yano just being Yano. But, I, I, um, you know, it's Okada. So if, if we're talking about Okada matches, no one's going to be talking about this match in a week. Oh, no, no, absolutely. I think just for me, it was, you know, what do we see? Yano, Yano. It's cool. Well, yeah, he was like this in the, the, the match with Chase Owens where he tried to take yeah, his eye yeah. out, right? Yeah, he dyed his hair blonde for that and everything, yeah. Right. We don't get, I don't you don't get to see this side of Yano. So it was nice. Like him. And it also, you know, I don't know if you're not familiar with new Japan pro wrestling, like Yano is a goofball. If you started watching in the last, you know, let's say since we started doing this podcast, uh, the show, whatever this is been doing the shtick for a long time. I feel like Yano has been doing it since I started watching and I started watching in 2015. So, right. But it's nice to see that. And then it helps like, He's going to take Okada seriously because Okada is like the king of the fucking mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like, uh, you know, Dave Meltzer five-star match. I enjoyed it because it was just different. I certainly fucking loved the main event, I'll tell you that much. That, Jay Wyatt, that was a five-star match. Oh, yeah, our boy Jay White versus Big Tom Tomishi. Um, I did, I did, right? This was perfect. Like... I love Jay White, you know, I'll, I'll wrestle you by myself, Gado. You go sit down with these two chairs. And then all of a sudden, Gado just fucking rockets Ishii with the chair out of nowhere. Like, wow, he threw that chair full power Ishii's head from a distance. It was amazing. I mean, um, you're nicknamed the Stone Pitbull, so you should you're, you're, you can take a fucking chair shot like that. It's just like as well, like Jay White suffocating uh, Ishii with like the ring apron and saying, oh, he needs to wear a mask. He needs to wear a mask. And then he's like, you know, our oh, red shoes, you fix the apron. And then he rolls Ishii into the ring. And whilst red shoes fixes the apron, Jay White goes for a pin show. And he's like, referee, why are you out there? He's, he's such a prick. It's, it's amazing. Oh, he's fucking great. He's outside the ring. He's like, get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> he's so good. And then just the match itself hit all the right notes as they do. And I love that Jay White, more than ever, like he showcases during the issue match. He's really dominating his matches. Like, he went after Okada perfectly. He's done it again with Ishii, like going after the ribs and everything, just really brutally. Um, and I don't think he's really been like this since, like ever. I feel like this is quite new for him in that he's very, really cerebral and surgical, uh, Jay White. Um, and the finish was great as well. Uh, amazing, like smooth as butter because Jay White can take the Blade Runner out of anywhere and make it look great. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii with a brain buster. Jay White comes down, lands on his feet into the Blade Runner. Job done. Yeah, I was, this Blade Runner made me think like, man, I know 
I get my balls busted on the Shining Wizards podcast every Monday about being a Jay White fan. Um, Tony is a big proponent of the FJW. Uh, fuck Jay White. Uh, but, dude, the, the Blade Runner might be one of, like, the top five finishers in all of wrestling. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah, I'd say so as well. It's fact, like, they, it's... they say a good finish is something you can hit on anyone as well, but he does it so quick as well. It's, it's an instant thing. He can play it up. He can go for the, the long pause and stuff, you know, throw out the switchblade. Um, or he can just go bosh, nail yeah. it in a split second. It's like, I know it's not, we don't talk WWE ever, but it's like an RKO. Like he literally can yeah. hit the Blade Runner out of anywhere. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. And it always looks so fucking smooth. I'm going to uh, quickly, I'm going to speak to you uh, as Jay White did to the, to, to the Japanese audience in his post-match promo. Do you remember his post-match promo? No, I didn't. I don't watch the post match. It was it was in the ring. It was in the ring after he beat Ishii. It was it was like this. He said he was going to speak to the crowd, uh, to, in Japanese so that they could understand him. And he went. <laughs> he cut an entire promo by clapping. That's like, fantastic. It, it, how a how does he think of this? And B, it was the build-up. He was speaking in English, and he was like, they don't understand me. Let, let me speak in Japanese so you can understand me. He gets uh, Oewa, one of the young lions, in the ring to hold the mic, and he just claps into it for a solid couple of minutes. And beautiful thing is as well, is at the end, he'd done it. He's done his catchphrases in claps. he done that, and it's still my era in claps. It was unbelievable. He, it's a fucking uh, promo of the year again from JY. Do you think, because I feel like there was, there's, there's, it, you know how random shit shows up on social media? Mm-hmm. Someone had posted that Kenny Omega doing a promo in Japanese, like probably like a week ago. And there's yeah. that weird Jay White Kenny Omega thing. Yeah, I don't know. If, if, it, if, if it's a coincidence, it's a great coincidence. If it's not a coincidence, then it just solidifies how smart Jay White is when it comes to the business. Uh, but either way, people were always going to connect the dots um, because wrestling fans like to do it. We like to do it with anything, quite frankly, whether you're into films, comics, whatever you might be. You like to see things where there's not necessarily things to be seen. But um, yeah, no, people certainly made that connection into it was Jay White, you know, uh, seeing the promo that Kenny Omega cut once upon a time and doing his own version of it. Cause Jay White can speak Japanese. He's done it before his, uh, his promo before he left to go on excursion. He, in Osaka, he cut it entirely in Japanese. Um, he's very capable, very capable man, but, uh, he's the only man that can speak Clapanese as the super J cast dubbed it. Yeah. I love it. It was fair. Look, I didn't, I didn't see it. I was blowing. I was playing catch up, man. The minute the fucking, main, the minute <laughs> that main event was over, I was like, Stop next night on the on NGPW World. Um, I had I you know if because I wasn't watching all the tag matches, I had to play catch up. So I was watching just the main event. So you know, I found a couple hours throughout the week. I was really thinking I was going to have to watch something this morning, but I got it all done yesterday. All caught up just in time. All uh, caught just, up just, just in, in time. time to not be caught up when it all kicks off again tomorrow. That's okay. It, there's look they the the the. Uh, I would say it's the schedule is a little. I mean, I got the second, and then they do five, six, seven. 
Yeah, I'll be they're all doing it every up. weekend. Yeah, they're doing Saturday, Sunday without fail, which is handy for me because I can watch them live 99% of the time. There you go. Thanks for rubbing it in my face. You're uh, welcome. Well, night five, uh, ELP rubbed it in Yujiro Takahashi's face. Not only, <laughs> not only did he what beat a segue. him, not only did he beat him, he took his girl. He took his girl. He took the Tokyo pimps. I don't want to say the word. He took Peter. Um, and the crowd was super into like the end of the match. Like it wasn't good. It was a Yujiro match. I suppose it was as good as you could hope for. But um, they love the finish, even ELP like hitting the low blow on Yujiro, like the crowd popped for it. Um, and then, yeah, of course, uh, ELP walks away with the grandest prize of all, Peter. Yeah, a G1 win and Peter and, you know, again, fucking I think ELP's basically won the G1 right there. Yeah, yeah. And it, he, I mean, him winning and walking with Peter, he got to sit in for commentary, too. He did. He's great. He he. he He's genuinely really good at commentary. Oh, like, if he just wants to be serious and call to action and stuff, he's really fucking good. But obviously, he's a he's a very funny man as well. Um, so he could go both ways. Look, I mean, the match was to your point what it was, but like the way it started, Yujiro wanted him to lay down. He'd give him Peter. He was all for it. Then he tries to, you know, fucking roll him he over. Had his, he had his cake and he ate it too. Good for oh, you. He did, and he got a win. And I think, uh, I'm enjoying. Um, him in the in the um in the G one so far. It's really going to be interesting to see how he turns it up for the next uh next couple matches. Yeah, I think the Shingo match is going to be a big one for for him. Um, because those two should, by all accounts, they you know a five star match might be waiting in the wings once when, when when that happens between them two. I tell you what, man, two three weeks ago, I would have told you. Uh, August 6th in Osaka, Yoshihashi ELP. Don't watch it. I'm <laughs> fucking all in now, bro. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's why, as, as generally, that's going to be a great match, isn't it? Yeah. But see, that's the weird thing. Like, so he, he wrestles, he's wrestled twice, right? Then he goes August 6th. He's, he's in Osaka and he wrestles Yoshihashi. Then he turns around and he has to wrestle Juice the next night. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, yeah, here you go. You get two weeks break and now you're wrestling back to back. Yeah, and then like three days later it's David Finley and then he's he's in the, the final block against Shingo. Like you mm-hmm. said, like the, the, the spacing and the is just weird. Yeah, they they've obviously got their reasons. I don't envy having to book a normal G one and figure out who's gonna win, who's gonna lose, who faces who when, let alone doing this four block format. It must have been right. fucking a, a nightmare. Um but then uh, after you draw ELP Night 5, Sonata versus Taichi, uh, these two love each other um, as opponents. They call each other brothers backstage. They're from All Japan Dojo and stuff like that. Um, and they went All Japan, you know. They both um, use lots of All Japan moves. Uh, Sonata has started using Misawa's Tiger Suplex and a Roaring Elbow. Uh, Taichi, of course, trained by Kawada, uses Dangerous Suplex, Kawada-style kicks. Um, and they brought it all out for this match, man. They they just went full all Japan old school. Like, let's just fucking throw each other about or around on our heads. Yeah, and and I think Kevin Kelly and and Chris Charlton did a great job telling that story. Um, and, and I think we talked about it with Kenta and, and Zach Saber. I like how there is no here in the states you're used to if you're watching the WWE that anything that's happened outside of the WWE essentially never happened. It's mm-hmm. not in their whatever they call it the fucking universe. Um. And up until recently, you've seen like Impact and AEW and NWA kind of mention Ring of Honor, where these guys are from. New Japan has always 
been very transparent about this because I don't think they want to insult their, fr- their fans, and I appreciate that. This story, the match uh, itself was great. The storytelling in the match was fantastic. I have, like, this weird – I, like, really like Sonata, but I know, like, he's never going to – win the big one. And then of course when he won the fucking US title he broke his goddamn fucking eyes. Yeah, go figure. I feel like Sonata's very hit and miss um for a long time, but he's now this year he's been very consistent for ha- perhaps the first time. Uh in that yeah, he's not delivering he's he's always delivering now. Um so yeah, he he certainly feels like he's putting all the pieces together at last. Yeah. Uh I would like to put this piece out to pasture. I'm sure Badlockfolly is a very nice man. I'm sure uh, he has a Shining Wizards t-shirt. I'm sure we would enjoy a drink together. Um, I, I just don't fucking... I, I can't... Did, like, did Jeff Cobb won this match with just two moves. I'm pretty sure. He suplexed Bad Luck Farley. He hit Tori the Islands. He got the 1-2-3 and pieced the fuck out. Yes. I just... I don't... I don't... I don't like Bad Luck Farley matches. I like no. cringe when I I don't know why he's in the fucking G one every year. Yeah, once upon a time he was very capable. Like he could have great matches. Like New Japan Cup Final versus Shibata was pretty great. He's had good matches with Okada in the past. Okada's usually a good opponent for him. Wasn't the case in this G one. Um, but yeah, Farley Farley very much feels like he's just there to fill up a spot this year. Yeah, I, I'm just I think I'm over him, and I know I hate to I don't want to. You know, I hope people don't take it the wrong way. I just I don't care for. It's not like a fun, like, fuck the House of Torture thing. I just don't... It's just boring. It's just it's slow, it's boring, there's nothing to get behind. It's not exciting. Yeah, Unlike like, the main event. He's like a big guy. He and he, He's not doing, like, Jeff Cobb big guy stuff. He's just, like, a big dude. Mm-hmm. He's like Chase Owens muscle. Like, I get it. I get it. That's what you do. But this, why are you in the fucking G1? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Why it's... are you getting wins? Why are you beating Lance Archer by count out? <laughs> <laughs> let's move on before you end up like smashing your laptop screen over Bad Luck Farley. Oh yeah, well let's move on to this fucking asshole with his dumb <laughs> who decides. Uh, it like, wasn't a good day for he's you. He's like fucking Hulk Hogan from the eighties. He decides when he's gonna like do shitty things in the ring. He could turn a switch and be a bad guy. Tanahashi's do... great at doing that, though. Fucking He's asshole. so good at knowing when he should be a prick. <laughs> like, when the crowd wants the other guy to win far more than him. He's amazing at doing it. And it's considering how universally beloved he is by all but one. Uh, that one being Matt from Shining Wizards. Absolutely. Uh, there's more than... There's gotta be more than No, that. it's just you. I, I, I took a survey. Um... And but yeah, no, to know that you know, okay, I need to be the everyone loves Naito, the crowd's behind him. Let me uh heal it up a little bit. And they, they had an amazing match, amazing ending. And once again, you know, the set the telltale of a good match in this current clap era is when the crowd is making audible noises, uh, when they're basically screaming, when they're gasping, uh, at close counts, at big moves. And this match had lots of that. Yeah, this was a great match, another great match. I mean, when you see it, it's there's a couple things in this world that you can be sure of, right? When you see Okada Tanahashi in a match, Tanahashi Naito, Naito Ibushi, you know that those matches are going to be fucking bangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and a hundred percent. And it was interesting going in as well because they both lost their opening matches, so it was like yeah. whoever loses here is really 
like you know they're in the shit um and naito lost it as well but like we said it, it just sets up the naito uh, comeback story oh yeah and we all love a good comeback story so uh-huh. we're at night six here and this is the first time we're seeing a couple guys which i think again i'm just, it's just not what we're used to right with the g1 this four block format we're six nights in. We've yet to see Tom Lawler have a singles match and the great Ocon, And we get both of them in this night. Mm-hmm. Um, Chase Owens beat the great Ocon, which I thought was a big surprise. Yeah. I don't know. They, 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 they like chase. And in this match, I think this match was the best chase has looked in a new Japan ring, at least in a singles match. Um, he pulled out the sunset buckle bomb, not what you might expect in that he'd done a sunset and buckle bomb and threw his opponent into the corner, which I hadn't seen before. And I was like, that's a really cool move. Um, his C triggers, as he likes to call them, you know, chase triggers instead of Kenny Omega's C triggers, they're, they're starting to look better and better every match. Um, he was absolutely knocking the fuck out of Jay White with them. Um, and yeah, like the start as well, throwing powder in Great Okan's face and stuff. Um, yeah, I think it was the best chase on his looked. And I can't, it wasn't like he didn't deserve, based on the match itself, you couldn't say he didn't deserve the win because he pretty much dominated. Yeah, no, it, it was a surprise because the way, you know, Great Ocon's coming out, they're going down his accolades in the ring mm-hmm. and outside the ring, and Chase starting off by throwing the powder in his eyes before the bell rings. Very smart. Uh, I've always thought Chase Owens was, he was the guy in the Bullet Club. Like, you knew in the six-man, he was eating the pin, but he was a good worker. But I'm with you. I think this is the best version of Chase Owens we're getting, which mm-hmm. is great for New Japan. Uh, when you're having, if if this is the course that Chase Owens is taking, where he's coming into his own, and we're seeing Aaron Hanare come into his own, like, you know, it's some of these guys are getting a little gray. They're getting a little long in the tooth. Nagata, uh, Tenzan, you know, uh, Kojima. Even though he's is he still the GHC? No, he dropped it. He lost it to Keno. Okay. Um, but these guys are getting long in the tooth, so they have make a couple new stars is not a bad thing no no not or like he, he he's been around for a long time you know it's one of, he shouldn't lose out on a spot in a g1 to an outsider you know he's been there he's done the hard work he's flown during the pandemic so i think kenny omega said like you know new japan love him because if they need him he's there like he's being called on two days notice to fly out to japan before and he said no problem i'll be there and stuff like he's a total company man um, and whether you do or don't like him as a person, as a wrestler, you've got to kind of respect at least the attitude he has towards working for New Japan, and they they certainly re- return the favor. Can uh, can they stop booking countouts in the fucking G1? Yeah, I mean, I, I like how this happened. Of course, talking about Evil versus Kenta in that Dick Togo disappeared. We thought, did he go to do the lights? And Kenta goes to get back in the ring, and Togo grabs his legs from underneath the apron. Um I can't say I've seen that before. I'm sure it's happened. It's not that inventive. Um, but yeah, otherwise it was Kenta and evil shenanigans. The book was involved a lot. Um, but yeah, it wasn't anything to, I, I can't remember it very well. This is, I mean, we're at night six and we've already seen three count outs. Well, yeah, what, 20 count outs, did you say? Five count outs? It's, I don't know. It's too many. It's the yeah, fucking, no. G, it's the G1, man. And I got to look, it's bad enough. I got to sit through a Yujiro Takahashi in the fucking house of torture. Fucking evil. Oh my God. If I fucking dick to go, fuck off, dick to go, you dick to go. Yeah. No, this match was, wasn't anything to remember. And I don't think the next match was either. Uh, last Dude, the, crowd was fucking, the crowd was super in the Tom Lawler. 
yeah, yeah. He's really gotten over quick with the claps and stuff and the Daisy Dukes and revealing the 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 short jeans to reveal even shorter jeans. Uh they 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 certainly have taken a liking to him. If you're like a friend of Tom Lawler, you gotta be like, bro, I know you're a fucking like MMA fighter, your hands are like weapons. You could get away with the Daisy Dukes, but let's just maybe we get you some wrestling trunks. Maybe no, gets... I love it. He said it himself. What's what's worse than lo- not only losing but losing to a guy wearing fucking Daisy Dukes? Like Fuck it, that's insult on injury. But um, he's got fucking Royce Isaacs running around in his fucking purple fucking jumpsuit. It's Royce Isaacs. Yeah, exactly. They look great together. Team Filthy finally getting their deserved time in Japan. Um, but this match, I just feel like it never got going. No, like, it wasn't. There was some. The first girl. My, I was happy to see a couple things from this match because what we got from Tom Lawler in the states, like my introduction to him was MLW, and my big problem with him was he was not wrestling like he was. He was trying to be a wrestler when he was an MMA fighter, right? So oh, like yeah. he wasn't incorporating like all the shit that he is doing now like all like the choke holds and the mm-hmm. knee bars like he was trying to be a wrestler instead of being like an mma fighter in a wrestling ring if that makes any sense like that was what we got from him in mlw and i think you saw him grow in new japan strong when he was mm-hmm. the the new japan strong champion i thought this was a great first showing for him the match was not spectacular which was kind of disappointing because i love lance archer um I they, I don't feel like they necessarily perhaps they didn't have any chemistry together. It just wasn't the greatest. Like Lance Archer is amazing, Tom Lawler is amazing, but this match just wasn't. They like I said, just don't feel like got out first gear. Um, I don't. It just just perhaps you know not everyone can work well together, and perhaps this was just apparent it didn't gel well together. Yeah. So Lance gets his first two points here. Um, I really like the main event. Uh, David Finley and Juice. Oh, wait, please. Show and yo, take fucking note. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This was amazing. Like, in terms of story, probably the match of the tournament so far. Um, Arguably the match of the tournament, full stop. Like, fucking amazing. Like, who had Finley pulling this out? Especially after the fucking Ujiro match, which, you know, now we can firmly say that was Ujiro's fault, not Finley's fault, because he had this, this juice match was unbelievable. This was uh, the the whole, the way they set it up, the story, like they had their last match together. They said, you said he was leaving. Finley said, okay, we'll go our separate ways. And then to have him just show up and be part of the Bullet Club again, like without saying anything or giving Finley heads up, like they told that story. Great. The match itself was great. Juice going after his shoulder, like yeah, exposing the floor. Paul driver on the exposed floor looked deadly as hell. It was amazing. It was a great match and a great, Great win for David Finley. And he took, he takes the fucking US title. What's, what what's going on? What the, Will Ospreay's IWGP US title is going to everyone except Will Ospreay. Uh, it was, it was a great look. I think we know, I think it's safe to say we know the potential that David Finley has. This was like, I like he had that amazing run in New Japan Cup, beat JY in the quarterfinals, got to the semifinals. No one had Jay, uh, David Finney get into the semifinals of New Japan Cup. Uh, lost to Will Ospreay in an amazing match, and then yeah, he got went back to America and never really came back to Japan. And I was like, okay, yeah, his momentum's done and dusted. But fuck me, it, he he has proved me wrong in every possible way because he has all the momentum in the world off the back of this Juice Robinson win. Oh yeah, and we'll talk about it when we get to night eight, but uh, night seven. Um... 
you know, the first half of the the first half, uh, I could I could have done like I never thought I'd be like I'm not interested in a Will Osprey match. Him and you, bro. If Yujiro beat Will Osprey, I would have fucking thrown my TV out the window. <laughs> hang on though, hang on, hang on, hang on. Did you ever envision Yujiro Takahashi, the Tokyo Pimps? Because Nelly couldn't envision it. That's why she's poking you in the eye of her tail. Come on, Nelly, get out. <laughs> could you could you ever envision Yujiro Takahashi hitting a fucking satellite DDT? That was amazing. That was like seeing the big show hit a 450 splash. <laughs> like, wow. Uh, it was it was impressive, but at the same time, it was just like, can we get a fucking hidden blade? Can we get this fucking over with? Like, I love the Ospreys winning with the hidden blade more. That he beat LP with it, and it was fucking brutal. But that he's then beating you, drove it, and he's hitting it. Seemingly, if he hits it in your face, you're, you're dead. Oh, yeah. Um, and I love it because he hit against Orange Cassidy and Orange Cassidy kicked out. Um, but it looks amazing as well. It's perhaps the most brutal looking finisher in wrestling today. Like the looks real. Cause like, I don't, I don't know how it's not like, bro, he don't, there's the look, he's a, he's a true professional. If he is not, bro, it looks like he lights you the fuck up with it's, that. Right. It's fucking amazing. And I'm so glad he's not just winning tag matches against juniors with it. He's winning G1 matches with it because it fucking rules. So now, whilst Okada's doing the uh, Cobra Flosion, he's doing the Cobra Flosion, like the Cobra Stretch into the Emerald Flosion into the Rainmaker, which is game over. I feel like the Hidden Blade and Stormbreaker, which has been that, has just been elevated now. Like, if he hits Hidden Blade and Stormbreaker, nobody should ever fucking kick out of that. I agree, 100%. So he gets a win over Yujiro. Uh, I will never get the six minutes back of the next match with Bad Luck Fale beating Toriano. Do you have anything of importance to add to that, sir? Uh, on my notes, I just wrote the word bad. I had a, I had a one-note review for this match. just says bad. Well, it's good because you needed the paper for this next match. Um, we gushed about him uh, for, the, 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 for most of the show. Aaron Hanare comes up short against Hiroki Goto, but god damn. God yeah. damn, these guys had a fucking great match. I think Hanare was looking forward to this one in his backstage comments, talking about he just wanted to fucking fight, and fight they did. Um, Goto, you know, he was part of the big Never division when it was, you know, Ishii, Makabe, Shibata, Goto, Suzuki, making it the Hoss division, let's beat the shit out of each other, and that's exactly what this is. Um, it's, it's, it's probably the match Hanare was wanted most out of everyone in this block where he's got someone that wrestles like him and they can just lay it into each other. Yeah, and they were they they sold it on commentary for what it was. If you like two guys, meaty men beating the shit out of each other. Big meaty say, men slapping me, as Big yes. E would say. This was it, man. And they this was dude, so far Hanare is my MVP of the tournament. Yeah, I, I wouldn't argue him like in terms of like avoiding the obvious, avoiding your Naitos, avoiding your Okadas. If you go for guys that are shining, that are doing far exceeding expectations, you've got Hafanare and Yoshihashi at the top of that list. Absolutely, a hundred. David Finley too is is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a runner, and and I think that's mm-hmm. the fun of these tournaments is that you know what you're going to get out of the Jay White, the Okada, Naito, Tanahashi. You know what they bring to the table. Even even Big Tom and Goto, you know what they're they're bringing. It's these guys, mm-hmm. it's the Hanares and the Yoshihashis and the Finleys, and even like 
look, man, this next match, Tamatanga, Tom, Tamishi, like, I like this a lot. I Not a hot take, maybe, but I think this is my match of the tournament so far. And this is a, a great match. I knew the result going in, and usually I hate it. Usually I really struggle to watch a match if I know the result. Yet this was the match I was most invested in in the tournament. Like, who had Tamatonga taking a shoot headbutt from Tomohiro Ishii <laughs> on the 2022 Wrestling Bingo card? It, I can't believe how amazing this match was. It was a Korokuen Hall main event. The crowd, oh, bless their hearts, trying making as much noise as they possibly could without getting into trouble. Um, Jesus, like Tamatonga going for the gun stun and Tomohiro Ishii just basically leaning back and uh, turning it into a backdrop. I'd never seen that before. Um, Tomohiro Ishii just hit a fucking Larry on Tamatonga and Tamatonga was just like straight on his fucking head, like dead. Like it was something out of a cartoon. And then on the brain buster as well, when Tom, uh, when Tomohiro Ishii got the win, it was brutal. It fucking, I, I don't rate matches, uh, but this, if I did, I would have given this five stars. Yeah. This was again, banger match, great story. These guys fucking put it all out there. And, and this is, to your point like the crowd was like they were i think it happens before september at some point they're going to fucking lose their mind yeah it's it's Tonga is perhaps the most popular man in new japan right now they absolutely love him the japanese audience so if he gets that win over jay wyatt they're gonna fucking go berserk yeah i but look man this was this was something else this was something else, man. It, uh, it, it Tamatonga is proven like he done it last year versus Okada in the G1, arguably won the matches of the tournament. He's done it again here. He's really showcasing himself as a singles wrestler. Yeah, man. I was. Uh, I'll tell you, we got. I got through nights one and two. Like three was rough, dude. Until I got you get to the main event. But then after that main event, man, it's taken off and it's really felt like a G1. And this match just, I think this match encapsulates what the G1 tournament really is. Yeah, like I would have never been like Tamatonga versus Ishii when that match was announced. I wasn't like, oh, yay, wow. I was like, <laughs> you know, it's a match. But Jesus Christ, like, yeah, perhaps my favorite of the tournament so far. And the hits just keep on coming, man. We go roll right into night eight and they right from bat. Finley beats Shingo in, in under 15 minutes. He fucking steals it. Steals a win. It's a pretty damn good match as well. But yeah, the fact that, you know, Finley's gotten wins over Juice Robinson and former IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Shingo. Like, I don't think many people would have had Finley beating Shingo on their pickums. I, 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 I didn't. I was just as surprised as Shingo when he <laughs> fucking he rolled him up, man. It's yeah, Finley. You know he's got Osprey coming up soon as well, and he's holding the title, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, it was it was it was a fun way to kick off the tournament. Um, Jonah beats Tom Lawler. I I think off the back of these two matches, Tom Lawler in the Monster Block may have been a mistake, but I think it will all be fine because you think who's Tom Lawler got left to face as well? He's got a face. Bad luck, Farley. So that one's already not going to be good. Uh, he might, he, he'll probably do something great with Jeff Cobb. Um, but as I think it's all going to rest on the Okada match for uh, Tom Lawler. Um, Okada's got to take a loss somewhere, surely. And if it's to Okada, considering everyone's monsters, 
And if, like, they should put on an amazing match. And if Tom Lawler gets the win, then that cements Tom Lawler. Like, the rest of his G1 doesn't fucking matter, no matter how good or bad it is. If he gets this landmark win over Okada in a good match, he's a main man. Well, see, I feel like they booked, again, to, to, to your point, like, Jonah also, like, you're bringing him in as this beast, right? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know who. I, I would. Jonah could get the win over Okada. I think I would prefer Jonah Oka- to beat Okada because I think, I don't know. I'm just not. I don't know if Tom Waller's there. Yeah, I, I would like the Tom Lawler win. But in terms of this match in itself, I think this was this the first time? I've I've been skipping tag matches. I know you have as well, so you're probably not going to be able to help. Um, but he hit the, uh, what's he called it? The, tor- the tsunami, the torpedo. Uh, but basically, Jonah goes to the top rope and has a, fla- a frog splash as his finisher. And him climbing to the top rope, the crowd was going like, what the fuck? And then he flies off the top rope and they all screamed. Like, they was like, what is this giant man doing flying off the top rope? The tsunami splash. Tsunami splash. Yeah, no, it was the, the the crowd popping for Jonah hitting the finisher was the coolest moment of this match. Um, so Jonah gets a win over Lawler. Uh, Sonata beats the Great Okan. I couldn't get into this at all. They went slow. They went technical, but I don't think either of them were necessarily very good at it. Um, yeah, well, this is to your point. This is Sonata. Like this is Sonata, right? He's either hit or miss. Yeah, this was a big miss for me and. Great Okan and his sheep killer submission um, is akin to when Okada first started to do the money clip at the moment. It's really killing off the match. Um, it's really just bringing it down to five miles per hour when they're getting into closing stretch and they should be going at fifty miles an hour. Yeah, no, I, I see it. I was not, uh, I was not into this, and I like both these guys very much. It just, I don't think it clicked, man. It was, it was, it was. But I, you know what, I was. Knowing what was behind this, what the main event was, I was kind of okay with it. Yeah, I, Zach Sabre Jr. Tanahashi main event. This might be my favorite Zach Tanahashi match of them all. And I was obviously lucky enough to be at Royal Quest at the Copper Box where Tanahashi beat Zach for the Rev Pro title. Um, but I think this was as close to perfect as you could get. Like, they, neither of them ever stepped to throw a place. Tanahashi just went full on technical was totally keeping up with Zach. Zach was just at his pinpoint best. Uh, I loved the finish as well, how Zach couldn't believe it. And he was, for the first time ever, gracious in defeat um, and kind of like, you cheeky bastard, I can't believe you got me. And they both kind of smiled because they've had this rivalry for so long. Um, but I, I I loved this. This was a like, I feel like I could, I could have watched that match go on forever. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Funny, you saw... Um, Tanahashi beat him at Royal Quest, and I saw Zack Saber win it back at the Garden. So, oh, did you? <laughs> yes, yes, I was there for that. So yes. that's funny. <laughs> um, or he, uh, sorry, he retained against Tanahashi. Uh, Zack mm. Saber did, but uh, yeah, 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 this match was fantastic. Um, I, I don't feel. I feel like I don't know if it's a hot take or whatever, but I don't feel like Zack gets the credit he deserves. I, I, I will happily say every time we record this, Zack Sabre Jr. is the best technical wrestler on the planet. That includes Brian Danielson. No, Brian, I, Dan- I, Brian Danielson is a far number two. I, I, it's hard to disagree. Like this is Zack Sabre Jr. Is so fucking good, but he's in like, 
you know what you're going to get in the Zack match, but he's in this land with like with Tanahashi and Okada and Chingo and Abushi and Kenny Omega was there and Jay White and it's like, look, I love Dangerous Techers. I loved him as a t- in the tag team, but oh, like, yeah. man, he's so fucking good, and I think it just shows during these tournaments and he he fucking rules in the New Japan Cup and man, I would just. He's so fucking good. Like this was a great match, and and he really like he's humbled by Tanahashi and great storytelling again. And and I appreciate Zach, Zach has won two New Japan Cups, which is a big deal. But it's criminal and perhaps shocking that he's never held a singles title in New Japan. I can't. I I I I'm I'm gobsmacked at that. That's a fact. That. Of course, he made the Rev Pro title relevant in Japan, and it's almost the Japanese belt sometimes. But he's never held a pure singles title in New Japan. He never held the, He's not held the Never. He hasn't held the IWGP Intercontinental or Heavyweight before they got retired. He hasn't held the US. Uh, the Junior. <laughs> get him. Get. He should. He should just go down to Junior, win the belt, and then go back up to Heavyweight. Go um, down to Junior. I mean, the dude's like, what's he fucking? He's, he's put not... on, but he's put on a bit of weight. To be fair, he's put on a bit of mass. Dude, he don't look like he's two ten. It's probably not. no, but I, I think it's criminal that he hasn't he hasn't held a, a US title. Uh, a US title? He should hold a US title, but it's criminal that he hasn't held a title in New Japan. Sure, give it, take it, win, beat him. I don't care. I would not be against that. Uh, whereas Osprey, as a fellow Brit, has won every fucking title in New Japan. Um, but night nine, the first night of five block matches, the Last night we've watched um, took place at the weekend. Kicked off with Jeffrey Cobb versus Lance Archer, and it's Jeff- probably the the Jeff- best. Wow. Jeffrey, what does Jeff Jeff has to say? Jeff has to be short for Jeffrey. Yes, I assume. I just I don't I don't think I've ever heard you refer to him as Jeffrey. Jeff- Jeffrey Cobbinson um, versus Lance Archer. Cobb's probably the best uh, best monster match so far. Yes, I agree a hundred percent. I was excited to see this. Um, it is a. You know, you kind of knew what what the deal with Lance Archer was being over there, just being the monster block and whatnot. Um, I enjoyed this very much. I don't think well, I can't say that because I hated the bad luck folly Jeff Cobb match, but I, you're you, it'll be a long time before I do not enjoy another Jeff Cobb match. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. He's no matter. You know, you see him do the moonsault in every match. You see him do these amazing feats of strength, but. It's always impressive, and no matter how many times I see it, and that's a tale, a tale of just how good he is. And, and I don't so, get bored seeing the same stuff. It's so smooth. He makes it look so easy. Yeah, yeah. No, so he, he, he's inhuman. Um, and then we're back to you. You are the newest and the, the leader of the Yoshihashi <laughs> fan club now, is what I'm being told. Uh, Real, Juice, wow, that happened very. Quickly. <laughs> Juice Robinson versus Yoshihashi, dude. Dude, this 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 D block is all over the fucking place. <laughs> In the best way, you mean, right? Like, cut, yes, it, yeah, no, absolutely, you, yeah, absolutely. Like, but like, Joshi Hashi lit the fuck out of Juice's chest. Like, did you see the vein? Like, not veins. There veins up there. I'm not good about. Yeah, I think you have veins. You have cap but, when when you're they're capillary veins, I believe. When they break, that's when you get the your red chest. Right, okay, and then he had like the fucking le- like claw marks almost over him, Juice. Like Yoshihashi kicked the shit out of Juice Robinson. It was amazing match. Like, and I loved as well Juice Robinson getting more and more pissed off at the referee. 
and he pushed Marty Asami, and Marty Asami bounced off the ropes, and in the same motion was just like, Rah! like a juice, like <laughs> it was an amazing little moment, like just the 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 smoothness that Marty Asami bounced off those ropes and hit used the the momentum to push Juice Robinson down was amazing. And I am loving, loving heel. I am loving rock hard. Yeah, Juice nailed Robinson it. nailed it. Yeah, he's I'm great. loving it. Um, they they didn't stop either. I don't feel like there was like was there a submission move? Was there a rest hold or anything in that? Like it seemed like they just fucking went 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 went, and then Yoshihashi pulled off the big the great big win. Yeah, it was it was it was a fucking great match. I loved it. Yoshihashi, God bless him. I'm I'm so, you know. He done it in the six man division. He ha- had had some good stuff as tag team champion, and now he's proven himself as a single. He's an all rounder, man. But fucking Yoshihashi's great. Yeah, I- I'm starting to get on board with Yoshihashi. Where? Well, I'll uh, I'm gonna have to get you a Yoshihashi shirt. Does pump the brakes on that? <laughs> all right, I don't look. To be fair, I don't even have an El Desperado T-shirt, so let's take it easy. I've got one, bro. I'm running out. Of, I'm running out of room. I got no <laughs> room. I, I feel that. I feel. I feel that thing. No room. I'm like, where am I gonna? Where am I gonna put my next T-shirt? I'm. I'm scared. I don't know where I'm gonna put it. I've got a question for you. You did. Did you ever imagine Chase Owens hitting a Styles Clash? It was not on my bingo card. <laughs> I and, and you know what? I'll be fair. I never thought I'd see him hang with uh, the switchblade. Right, it was really. I, I feel like the shenanigans maybe went on too long, but once they got the ball rolling and they they got into it and they started going, it was great. Like Chase Owens just channeling his inner Kenny Omega and hitting like fifty C triggers during the match, and they all connected and they all looked great. And Jay White sold them like death. Yeah, no, Jay White, dude, Jay White, he did it in the 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 Big Tom match where he just fucking collapses on the mat. Is brilliant. It's brilliant. They, they had me legitimately thinking Chase Owens might be Jay White. So that's like the biggest credit I can give to this match. Yeah. You know, and, and look, we know it's it's coming, right? He's got to lose at some point, Jay. He, I'm not, I'm not free, for it. Three and oh, like, three and oh? Yeah. Sonata, Tomohiro Ishii, and Chase Owens. Um, the streak will, will have to come to a stop at some point. Right, because we got so he's got Tai Chi, Tamatanga, and the Great Okan left. That's an interesting three, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Because Tamatanga, yeah, like can Jay win lose one? And if Jay loses one, you have to think he's probably going to win the block still. But if he doesn't want, if he doesn't win the block, he's probably got to lose another one. So who who two out of three? Who do you give another big Jay White? Who gets a big win over Jay White? I don't know. Okan sitting at the bottom of that block with no wins. He's yeah, no they, 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 no... they do. They love that, don't they? New Japan giving the guy at the bottom the, the big, big win. Um, that'd be, you know, it's just, I mean, I would love. Damn, man. It's interesting. I, it's going to be interesting. The, I think the, 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 the story is Tamatanga, right? Like, Jay yeah, White's on the cusp of doing what has rarely been done. I know. He did it to Okada last year, right? What's that? O- Okada was going for the clean sweep. Mm, oh, Jeff Cobb. Was that did. Jeff Cobb? No, Jeff Cobb was in the fi- Jeff Cobb was the final match. No, Tamatonga stopped Okada in the clean sweep. Tamatonga was Okada's only loss in the G1 last year. Right. 
Yeah. Jeff Cobb was undefeated and then Okada until the hit. final. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, like I don't know. Like is that is that Tamatonga's is that is he the is he the stopper? Is, is he gonna Momentum killer Tamatonga? You know, and the story's there with the bullet club, like he got booted, it's, it's kind of a big deal, he's an OG. Yeah, I think Tamatonga is more than likely getting the win and fucking up Jay White's uh, Jay White's big moment. Right, and then we'll see them at um, Power Struggle, right? That's oh, November. Yeah, Power Struggle or King of Pro Wrestling, whatever. You know, yeah, they've yeah. they've got they've got the time back which we haven't had between Wrestle Kingdoms. They've got a, right. they've got a good while now before the the winner cashes in at Wrestle Kingdom. Right, and uh, um, Tangalo is hurt, so you know he's not going to be in the tag league. Uh, yeah, I don't know how long he's out for, but um, unless they put yeah. him fucking Jado as a tag team. <laughs> I I wouldn't be against it. <laughs> but uh, uh but I'd also like I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset if Tai Chi steals a fucking win. I don't think the you know, I don't think the match is there. Yeah, Who's, I don't G1. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I think the win in the G one would be fine, but does Tai Chi J White main event a show? Mm, yeah, I don't know. And I don't think Jay White Okan main events a show either. Yeah, that that makes it all the more interesting, actually, because yeah, who who is if Jay White takes a second loss, who is it going to be? Um, but speaking, of, you know, back to the G one. I know neither of us are bad luck Farley fans. But what do you think of match versus Okada? Still a no. Bro, how does he have fucking four points? He be. Does he? He beat. No, I know he does. He beat Archer and he beat fucking Yano. Oh, of course he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, he's had four matches. At least they're getting the they're getting the bad luck Farley matches out of the way quickly for us. He's got to be one of the only guys that's had four matches. Um, yes. Yeah, Okada couldn't even really do much to to bring something good out of bad luck Farley. Uh, but yeah, he and another monster toppled on Okada's reign uh, run back to the top. Yeah, and Okada's what three and zero. Yeah, Fale, Art, ya, Fale, Cobb, Cobb. and Cobb. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think fucking move on to the main event because it, it it was a fucking lot of fun. I know you don't like our torture. I know you don't like evil, but <laughs> you got you must have liked this match. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, I am. I'm at the point though, right? Because I think we are. You said before with with the big Tom uh, Tomatango, like you don't know when you already know the outcome. Mm-hmm. And we've seen them run this story with, with Naito so many times. I was kind of like, man, are we going to do this again with him? Is he really going to like run the table and be right at the top? Cause what's he, what's he got saber on the last night? Thinks saber or Kenta because it's two guys that fuck with Naito for fun. It's saber. Yeah. Sabers of its sacks cost Naito at G1 like at least twice, if not more. Um, injured him in the opening night last night, stopped him from making the finals with the Zack driver years before. Um, and they always have tremendous matches as well. All right, is that the story we're gonna get? Is that it's kind of there for as, as the monster block is built for Okada to topple monsters, this block is kind of there for Oak Naito to beat his past to an extent. You know, he's got to get past Evil. He's got to get past Kenta, who ruined his Wrestle Kingdom moment. He's got to get past Zack, who injured him, who spoiled a G1 for him multiple times before. Um, and then, of course, Tanahashi and Naito have history that goes back forever. Um, 
but and Hanare is obviously a new one for for uh, Naito and Goto. They've got history there as well. But yeah, it kind of felt Naito starting worst possible start, and now he's got to get past Zach and he's got to get past Kenta, two of his uh, most hated. Not that he doesn't really hate anyone, I don't think Naito, but two of his biggest uh, rivals. Right. Uh, the match was fantastic. Um, as much as I dislike the House of Torture, um, there's such a such a strong history here with these guys. Uh, going back to LIJ and evil turning and taking the title from him, which I was all in on when it happened. I get, you know, relentlessly my balls busted about that because now oh, I- it bullshit. everyone was all in on it at first. It was new. It was exciting. We didn't know what was coming for the next two years. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I, uh, I was happy with this, you know, I'll be hard pressed to find a Naito match. I didn't like, and, we're going on this journey, and, and as we were having that conversation, I was looking at the last two nights, and it's, you know, I'm looking at the block, and it looks like it's co- it's going to come down to, because I think uh, Kenta Kenta also has no points right now. Lost to Evil and lost to Zach, yeah. Yeah, so he's down there at the bottom, but his last, on the 14th, it's him and, and Tanahashi. That's a big, big, big Wrestle Kingdom rematch. Yeah, and then on the 16th, it's Naito, Zack Saber, and I think those four are at the top. Goto's going to be mixed in there somewhere. He's got four points now, but I just don't know. I don't. This is this is. It's crunch time is coming up. It's gonna now. You know, the points start to matter, and you start to give a shit more. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure it'll come into to, into clearer view for us as we get into like nights 12 and 13. But uh, this is where we stand right now. A block. Okada's got six points. Fale and Cobb have four. Uh, Yano, Archer, and Jonah have two. And Tom Lawler is uh, filthy at the bottom with a fat goose egg. Poor Tom. Poor Tom and his Daisy Dukes. You can't put any zeros in those Daisy Dukes. (laughs) I don't don't know how he fucking... He's got to tape that shit down, I guess. I don't know. I was looking the other day. I'm like... These shorts keep getting shorter. How does he keep his dick and balls in his trunks? That's not a question I'm sure I want answered. Uh, I do. It's, it's not one I'll be asking him if I ever get a chance to interview him. I'm, I'm going to see him, actually. I'm going to. So, you know, I said I'm going to uh, on holiday in September for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, me and the, the lovely girlfriend, we're going to Los Angeles. We're going to Las Vegas. And we're going to San Francisco and Yosemite. Um, I didn't plan this. Hand, hand on heart. Um, there happens to be a prestige wrestling show in California, in Pomona, whilst we're there. And it's like a 45 minute hour drive away from like Hollywood. And obviously we're going to go Hollywood because we're fucking tourists. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, they've got Miu Yamashita, Miu Yamashita from AEW, uh, from AEW. Fuck me. Shoot oh, me for saying that. Uh, she was on AEW. Miu Yamashita from T- TJPW and, uh, Makito from TJPW were on the card. And I was like, oh, I really want to go. They've got Alex Shelley. And I had a look. He's been in the UK. He was here in like 2016. And he's here in 2012, and that's it. Like, and I love Alex Shelley. So he's there. Then they announced fucking Malachi Black is going to be there. Then they announced that Tom Lawler is going to be there. And I'm like, I cannot believe I happen to be in <laughs> LA during this time. Of course, I'm going to the show. I, I'm so excited to see all these people in person for the first time. That's great. That's awesome. Good for you. Although, as well, again, flights were booked. Some of my hotels booked. New Japan have announced they're doing tapings of New Japan Strong whilst I'm in Las Vegas. Look at this, Look at this fucking guy. I d- generally didn't know anything about it. Uh, I don't think I can 
warrant waste not wasting but i don't think i can give up one of my vegas nights when i'm only there for like four three four nights to go to new japan strong tapings i'm i'm weighing it up i don't know if uh... i get to bump into jay cj white in a casino like you did and stare at him to the point where maybe i shouldn't approach him uh maybe i will i i think you um you i don't mean this to sound negative anyway but i think you are probably less intimidating looking than me and you probably have not been <laughs> drinking fucking frozen margaritas all I'll be, probably be the worst i'll probably be that in a jay white shirt just like staring i think i was wearing a fucking jay white shirt <laughs> <laughs> like uh i i look like a bigger mark let's say that i don't know about that dude i, <laughs> I was like mate <laughs> Like, think you're whispering, there's Jay White. When actually, I was like, that's Jay White. I was like, that's Jay White. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, uh, so maybe, um, maybe I'll be going to New Japan in, in Las Vegas too. We'll yeah, see. I don't, uh, are you big on the casinos? Uh, like we discussed, I'm gonna do it because I'm there, but I'm not gonna be spending lots of money. You know, uh, I can't, I can't afford to do that. This is yeah, a holiday no, that's going I on credit you... card. I know you said you don't want to waste one of your nights in Vegas, but uh, I'll tell you what, man. If you're not into the gambling, it gets real old real fucking fast. <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, not a, that's not a bad thing. That's a fucking good thing. If you we're, leave, we're with, only there for a few nights. Yeah, if you leave with money in your pocket and you yeah. want to go see fucking Celine Dion and her camel toe, go enjoy that. <laughs> wow. I don't know. She, she, does she have a residency? I don't who know. Who tuned into a New Japan show thinking they were going to hear about Celine Dion and her camel toe? Like, that's that's the lengths we go to on Bread Club. Yeah, because Shining Wizard's Mad is a fucking maniac. Um, <laughs> uh, B Block in the G1. Uh, Jay White's undefeated, as is Okada. Let's be fair there. Let's put that out there. Six points. Um, Sonata has four points. Again, somehow he's fucking near the top of the fucking food chain. Uh, tai Chi, Tamatanga, and Owens and Ishii all have two. Man, great O'Connor, zero. I feel so bad for these guys with zero points. Early days. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, in the C block, uh, fuck hair. Tanahashi's got four <laughs> points. Zack Sabre Jr. has four points. Hiroki Goto has four points. Uh, Hanare, Naito, and Evil all have two. And Kenta's got a big old goose egg. Yeah, I mean, hmm. uh, so, so you, you need some guys on zero, so the other guys have more points. Yeah, but you know what the D block said? Uh-uh, not today. Uh, Osprey <laughs> and Finley, they got four. El Phantasmo, uh, Shingo, Yujiro, Yoshihashi, and Juice all have two points. So D block might be the closest right now. Yeah, Osprey's a cl- clear favorite at the moment. But um, yeah, the, the, there's a long way to go. It's all going to change by the time we get back here to talk about the rest of the G1. Definitely, definitely will. Um, so the G1 kicks off August 2nd, or the the night 10 kicks off august 2nd um do we want do you want me to run through all these uh upcoming events all these cards what's left or we just want to skip to the end of the tournament uh it's up to you i'd say skip to the end because there's plenty there's some other new japan stuff to talk about there's music city mayhem a certain uh a certain wrestler announced that they're not re-signing with new japan today and there's a new iwgp title announced oh yeah so we have uh august 14th and 16th will be the last two nights of the tournament um and these are your final matches on the 14th in Nagano. Tai Chi takes on Great Okan. Hiroshi Tanahashi takes on Kenta. Tom Lawler, Jeff Cobb, uh, Yoshihashi, David Finley. There could be a lot of stake in this Yoshihashi David Finley match. 
Yeah, uh, <laughs> you actually ask your David Finley to decide who's going to win the block. Dude, that's what the, there's, a, <laughs> there's a real possible. I mean, I think we're both in the same boat. I think it's Ospreys to lose, and that's him and him and Juice on the, the 16th at Budokan. Um, but uh, shit, like that's crazy. Like I never thought. It could come to this. Finley's got two huge wins. Dude, what if David Finley beats fucking Will Ospreay? I mean, considering Finley has the title in his physical possession, if Osprey wins, you assume he's going to grab the title back. But the story they're running, I feel like Osprey isn't getting the title back. So uh, it's interesting. I can. I, there's more reason to think Finley might walk away with the win over Osprey than ever before. Dude, Finley's got a hell of a road here. He's got what, Shingo, Osprey, and he's... ELP. Uh, no, he's got Osprey, Yoshihashi, ah. ELP. Oh yeah, of course you already beat Shingo. Yeah, walk in the park. I forget he's just so so good now. He's just trampling yeah, over guys walk, like Shingo. Walk in the park, bold, <laughs> bold. Uh, and then night eighteen. Uh, from Budokan, Okada, Lance Archer, uh, Tamatanga, Jay White. That could be huge for the block winner there. Uh, Jonah, Bad Luck Fale, pass. Um, Big Tom and Sonata, which could have some implications in B block. Yep. They're up there towards the top. Hiroki Goto, uh, Evil, Naito, Zack Sabre Jr., all from C block. And uh, Shingo, ELP, Osprey Juice in D block. So it's going to be. It's going to be tight. Yeah. Uh, the Osprey Juice match is interesting because, yeah, like no one envisioned Finley stealing something that Juice had already stolen from Osprey in the title. So you kind of figured that was going to be a big blow off match of sorts that, you know, because Osprey would be trying to get his physical title back. But the fact that he doesn't have the physical title anymore, Juice, it certainly changes things going into that match. I never thought I'd be excited for Yoshihashi Will Osprey. Yoshihashi, MVP, wrestler of the year, PWI number one, better than John Gresham. Woo! <laughs> Unbelievable. And you said I was the new. No, you are the president of. <laughs> You're the head. I'm the president. All right. I'll take that. <laughs> I've been called worse. I'm looking for this. Where's this fucking David Finley? David Finley ELP. David Finley Yoshihashi. Am I missing David Finley, Will Ospreay? You must be. It's not happened yet, so. Right. That's definitely one of his matches. Yeah. 100%. It's coming out. I think it might be t- t- today, tomorrow, depending when this airs. The, the August the 2nd match, I think it might be Finley, uh, Osprey. You are correct. You are correct, sir. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they have it weird on here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that'll be, I think that's the main event. Oh, man. It's- is that our is that our G one coverage done? Mission accomplished. G- so we gave our predictions. Did we give predictions? Probably. <laughs> Have they changed? I, I said. I said. I said. Yoshihashi was going to be the best. And really, then, you think he wins the tournament? Yeah. I mean, these were my predictions like two months ago. I I just know these things. No, I think I I always had Naito making the finals. Um, and probably winning. Now, correct, they're doing what? A block versus B block, C block versus D block, right? Yeah, in the semis, and then, of course, the winners face each other in the, main, in the final. Gotcha. All right, cool. 
It's a fucking G1, man. So the, the G1 final is August 18th, which puts us back here on the, I would say, we'll probably record on the 22nd then, right? Yeah, yeah, the following, the following Monday, yeah. Oh, we'll have a lot to talk about. That'll be exciting. And then as we'll, well start... that weekend as well, the 20th and the 21st is Rev Pro, Rev Pro's 10th anniversary show, um, shows at back to back at York Hall. Um, so two very, you know, their big venue that they always try their best to sell out. They're running it back to back across the weekend. Uh, so I'm hoping and praying for some big names from New Japan to come over for that. So, uh, I'll, I'll be hot off the back of that as well. G1 and some live wrestling. I'll, I'll be raring to go. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, you're still raring to go because uh, there's a lot of news in, in the New Japan world. Um, we had, what, Windy City? Windy City, right. It was a long time ago. We had Music City Mayhem from Music Nashville. City. Well, what was the one they did in, in Carolina last week? They done one in Carolina? Was that, that was strong tapings. That was New Japan strong tapings. That was... we, can't, we can't talk about that. That's spoilers for people. That, that was Music City Mayhem now. That was... Music, City, Music City Mayhem was Saturday afternoon, your time. Yeah, Music... what am I thinking of? They had they had New Japan strong tapings. High alert. That's yeah. what they did. High yeah, alert. but that was that was strong tapings. So that won't be gotcha. airing for the coming weeks and months. So we we won't talk spoilers on that. But yeah, no, Music City Mayhem um was on at like two PM UK time, uh American time. So uh I was able to watch it live. Uh nice. I watched... part of uh part of Ric Flair's last match weekend, huh? Yep. Yeah, rest that's rest in peace, Ric Flair. Fun. Obviously, died in the ring because he shouldn't have been doing the shit he was doing. Um, <laughs> I did not, I did not watch it, but I saw some clips. I, yeah, me and you both. I uh, am uh, good for you, nostalgia people. Enjoy. <laughs> but um, Aussie, Aussie Open have challenged FTR for the tag titles, and uh, seemingly they want to do it in Japan, which is great because FTR need to get on that plane and they need to show up in Japan with them tag titles, baby. I heard that six man was fucking bonkers. It was fun. It was so much fun. It was great. Um, and then, uh, Kushta and Alex Shelley went to a 20 minute time limit draw. Of course, good friends, practically brothers, time splitters. Uh, but then the main event was what everyone came for, uh, a dream match that nobody ever dreamed of. Uh, El Desperado versus John Moxley in a death match. Can I just read you? I did not watch the match. I did not see it. Uh, I, do get a lot of my news from the Wrestling Observer, Dave Meltzer. Well, did Uncle know, Dave have to say? I don't know who wrote the review for the match, but uh, the top line after it says Moxley defeats El Desperado. This was advertised as a no DQ match, but was a death match. The following line, I think, encapsulates the whole thing. This was brutal. This was excellent. <laughs> it was it was pretty great it was like 15 minutes maybe i think i had a 20 minute time in him anyway uh el desperado done the barbecue the, the uh the kebab skewers into the top of moxley's head uh it, I saw it the, a, a great I saw visual the, i saw the guitar shot yeah it's great It was a great one and el desperado didn't put his hands up but i think moxley maybe got him on the shoulder uh they um had a like not the, the barbed wire like crosses like on plaster wood maybe i don't know it wasn't on, oh, tables, on the, but... the, the 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 plywood the boards. yeah plywood. Yeah, okay. yeah yeah in each corner and moxley went through one and el desperado went through the other um yeah it wasn't the most brutal no dq death match they didn't go light tubes they didn't go silly but it had its moments like the, the skewers isn't something you see very often and if you see him to, to see it and to see john moxley taking it as well was very cool Right. No, absolutely. How was I heard Hiromu and Blake was good. 
it was pretty good. I I couldn't give it my undivided attention, admittedly. Um, but from what I could pay attention to, like uh, they done the the big lariat spot. Hiromu hit him with a lariat, and you know usually the person does like ten backflips and then hits the floor. Uh, but it was really cool because uh, Blake Christian like spun for it, like he got hit and used the momentum and then landed on his feet and carried on running. Uh, which was something I think I'd seen Osprey do maybe once. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. Um, and I think Hiromu loved it. And, you know, he's a guy that would have fit, fit right in in Best of the Super Juniors, Blake Christian. Yeah. This is, uh, this is on my, I do want to check this out because there's a lot of stuff on here, like, uh, Davey Richards and Rocky Romero that I want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Former, former tag partners. Yeah, so it's definitely definitely something I want to check out. Just gonna find the time. Um, so I am very I I I don't know how much you know about Stardom. Of course, they've got they've called it historic crossover. The event that's coming up where New Japan and Stardom are teaming up. But the coolest news announced that there's going to be an IWGP Women's Championship. It's going to be defended in New Japan. It's going to be defended in Stardom. It's going to be defended in America or New Japan Strong. Uh, I'm so excited for this title. Um, you know, I love Stardom. I wish I had more time in my day so that I could watch it more and give it the proper attention it deserves. But to get full-fledged Stardom matches on a New Japan card is just going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, I uh to very transparent don't know a lot about stardom. Um not really into women's wrestling all that much, to be perfectly honest with you. I get what you mean, but have are you of the uh, do you have AEW and WWE in your head when you say women's wrestling there? Uh, definitely not AEW because I think they've done a fucking atrocious job with their women's division. Uh there's some decent WWE probably more like more or less NXT talent that has has done well. I have watched um, some matches that have been suggested to me. I'm just I'm not into. I just it. think like they're, they're so they're just as good. They hit just as hard, and like some of the stuff is just better. Like I think the suplexes the guys in Stardom throw just are better than any suplex that anyone in a New Japan ring is throwing. Um, just release ones and they'll hurl each other across the fucking ring. Um, and they they have such beautiful bridges as well because they were like you know they're probably more flexible than lots of the men work out differently and things like that. But just some of the old, the older stuff like you know Io Shirai back in the day versus like Miko Satomura, um, they just they just fucking kick the shit out of each other, man. Like it's strong style. It's just New Japan, but women like right. lots of the time. It's fucking unbelievable. But it's the cool thing as well because yeah, you don't you're not into stardom, but if it's on a new Japan card, if it's on a Wrestle Kingdom and there's a singles match for the title. Oh, I'll know, watch it 100%. That's what, exactly, that's what I mean. It's put in front of you and you've heard good things. You're, you know, hopefully if you're watching it live, you would take the time. You're not going to go for a, a toilet break and hopefully that's going to be the case for lots of people when it just introduces them because we all have the thing of we want our favorite wrestlers to wrestle in our favorite promotions. Like AEW guys obviously want new Japan guys in an AEW ring. We want Brian Danielson to sharpen a new Japan ring because me and you don't watch AEW. It's the same case here. All the Stardom guys are now going to get this big platform. And it's just so exciting. Like, uh, who, who becomes the inaugural champion? How do they do it? Um, I, I'm, it's probably the most exciting news of the month for me. Of, nice. of July. Yeah. It's, it's, look, it's a huge, it's a huge deal. Um, I know it was a huge deal a couple of years ago when they had the Stardom women open, uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Kingdom. Um, 
And, you know, if you want to, it's 2022, you know, it's about time New Japan kind of, it ain't going to hurt them to bring in some women from stardom to have a couple matches on a couple shows. And I know they've talked about uh, maybe some mixed tag matches and stuff. So it's nice to see that they're expanding their, their horizon here and, and kind of catching up with, uh, with the times. Yeah. It's just, it's great news. There's no negative about it as far as, you know, to me, there's only, I can only see positives here. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I just, uh, I'm interested to see the way they do it. Yeah, yeah. Are no. we gonna have a tournament? What's the story? Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just fucking can't wait for that show to happen, man. No, it's November, right? Can't come soon enough. Yes, November twentieth. Yeah, can, can, that's a long way away, man. It's not. It really is. I mean, we're, <laughs> it's, it's fucking August first, dude. Like, time is just flying here. I think. What did we start this in May? I don't even know when we started this. After Dominion, <sighs> yeah, six episodes in already. We're flying. Right, it was after Dominion, right? Yeah, sounds right. First show before Best of Super Juniors. Yeah, yep, must have been Dominion. Uh, maybe then, one before Dominion. Yeah, maybe, maybe I don't I feel f- like. Who fucking knows? You know what? You listening out there, you tell us uh, at Kieran RH ninety three on Twitter at Wizards Podcast. You tell us when our first episode was. A little homework for you out there. <laughs> enjoying the fightful overbooked Bread Club. Um, we have great news, and then we have. I'm kind of bummed about this. This Carl Fredericks news. Yeah, the writing was on the wall, right? Like all the tweets he was sending out, clearly unhappy. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, uh, this it's a is, bummer, man. It is. I think you know everyone. The pandemic hit everyone hard. Um, I'm not going to say it hit Carl Fredericks worse than anyone else, but he certainly suffered badly. Like if you think back to when the pandemic just began, the New Japan Cup was coming up. Um, and he was scheduled to face Kenta in the first round. And you had all the history with the LA Dojo and Kenta and Shibata. Uh, it was a chance for Carl Fredericks to get some revenge for, you know, his trainer Shibata. And um, Carl Fredericks later revealed as well that was going to be his first time as not a young lion. He was going to debut, he was going to show up in the New Japan Cup, full fledged wrestler, graduate from a young lion, have his new gimmick, his new music, and that all got taken away from him. And, you know, who knows? Maybe he was going to win. Um, but yeah, he had, and you know, he won the Young Lion Cup. Uh, he had, he was the standout of the LA Dojo. Uh, and it just kind of all whimpered out because as good as New Japan Strong is, because it's weekly and it's episodic and it's only an hour, guys appear maybe once a month sometimes. It's hard to get momentum going, no matter how good you are. Um, and he, he's just suffered. And evidently, I feel like him not being in the G1 was perhaps the final the 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 straw that broke the camel's back that made his decision that he didn't want to resign. Yeah, we I we had him on the Shining Wizards before the New Japan Strong tapings in Philadelphia, which I think was his last appearance uh, with New Japan, and um, like he was very complimentary of New Japan and Shibata, and he seemed like he was like really happy. Um, and then June twelfth, right after they released. The G1, he said, the last thing I'm ever go, ever going to entertain with a voice right now as far as professional wrestling goes is that New Japan Global doesn't deserve Carl Fredericks. I mean, if you know, if that's what he feels, if he wants to bet on himself, if he if he wants to go impact WWE, AW, do the independents, go ring of honor, or you know, he's been he's very much into his music, he's DJing a lot, maybe that's just 
that he's just as passionate about that as he is wrestling. Maybe that's the avenue he wants to go. And all the best to him. Um, I loved him. Uh, he's a great guy. I got, I got to go for a meal with him when he was in the UK. We had some beers together and stuff. Um, he, he's a super nice, super generous, kind man. And he is a tremendous talent in the ring. Um, you know, it's a, the LA, considering he was the golden child of the LA Dojo is the biggest shame. Just sets LA Dojo off on not the greatest start, I suppose. Yeah, I'd be, uh, I'm, it's pro wrestling, so I want to, I wish him nothing but the best. Carl's awesome. He was an awesome guest, yeah. great guy. And I wish him nothing but the best. I want to see how this plays out because there's so many, like, it's, first of all, it's pro wrestling, right? I hope that he is, uh, well and he finds his footing. I also think, like, this is, like, a great, like, you could use this as a tool where he just goes and he starts attacking Clark Connors and and yeah, no, I, mean, I don't, I don't, get, I don't get that, but I think it is all the tweets and yeah, I don't, I, I yeah, think the tweet he sent out today where he thanked everyone said he's no exactly, longer in and he said it's in Japan. It seems very real rather than you know. I think that's yeah, I, I yeah, because when real. when we had talked to him, they had just announced, um. Uh, Alex Coughlin and Clark going back to Japan, like the, the and like, you know, we, we're over here cheering him on, but also like, hey, when are you going? Like, when are you getting the call? And and I guess that call never came. And I can, yeah, I get it, man. It's f- super frustrating. Yeah, no, all the best. Uh, it's a big shame. I think you know he. Oh, I I hope he lands on his feet, uh, and we mm-hmm. get to see more of uh Carl in the ring because he's a great talent. He had a fucking banger on strong with christopher daniels uh which was really oh, good man, his, his match at like resurgence against alex cogling and they open up the show um ah oh, I, I i've got a soft spot in my half of that match they batted each other they they just fucking wailed on each other alex cogling pulled out this like stan hansen-esque lariat from a standing position just like held carl frederick's head and wallet from just ah oh, it, it's it's a real gem a hidden gem of a match that I I I very very vividly remember and love. So that's uh, it's really it's really it, right? Got anything yeah. else you want to do a chat about today, sir? No, I mean G G one's the hot topic. When the G one's going on, there's not much other news in New Japan taking place. You know, the the Music City Mayhem is something different. Uh, yep. you know, usually it's G one and that's the focus. But we got that. We got some Stardom news and yeah, the the unfortunate news of of uh, Carl Fredericks. Yeah, it's a bummer. It'll be uh be nice the next couple weeks for the g1 should be super exciting and then uh man we're off and running into the fall yeah yeah uh g1 G- will be uh, the you know the finals they i don't think they've officially announced wrestle kingdom 17 yeah of course it's going to be january 4th but they've not announced it. it's going to be two nights those type of announcements will happen at the g1 um there'll probably be some big returns of some kind there'll be some shocking that you know the, the g1 final is one of their biggest shows of the year yep. um and for, for me, for the fellow Brits, all the guys over here in the UK, it's probably, hopefully, praying when they'll officially announce the uh, the UK shows that they've announced when we're when they're going to uh, be over here and where they're going to be. Um, hopefully, that will be announced at the G1 final as well. I'm fucking banking on it anyway. Please. can I, I just want them to come to the fucking East Coast in my neck of the woods. Uh, East Coast, West Coast. I, I you've, you've lost me. Uh, it's it's all you... America to me. Sorry, it's the New York, <laughs> New York, Philadelphia, New Jersey area. Right, right, got you. It's, 
I, for me. New York to fly to New York is like six, seven hours for me, maybe. It's not very long. And then like to go to LA, it's obviously all the other way side of America. I have to fly yes. all the way across America. It's That's fun. the West Coast. It's gonna take so long, man. I'm not looking forward to that flight. Yeah, it's a long flight, dude. Pack a lunch. <laughs> I don't like airplane food either. Trust me, I will be. Get a fucking you better hope uh fucking Kenta has somebody uh read his book on tape in English. <laughs> I would totally listen to that. I would too. I, <laughs> I don't know I'd the Japanese. No, yeah, I, I'll just be looking at it, making up my own stories. Well, I'm excited for you to go on holiday in the states because I think you're gonna have a great time. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm super pumped. Places I've been to the states tons of times. Um, oh, but... excuse me. <laughs> when I was a kid, we used to go all the time. Um, but I've never been. I always done your coast. I think like you know Orlando, Florida. Yep. Theme parks, East. Disney, all that stuff. Yep. So. Uh, I, I can finally go to an In-N-Out burger because they're all on the other coast, right? Correct. I can finally go to an In-N-Out burger. All right. I've never been to an In-N-Out either. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll report back. All right. I mean, it's a fucking hamburger place. It's meant to be a great hamburger place. No, I under... Look, I'm <laughs> you, when I went to fucking Texas, I went to Whataburger and I was like, what's the fucking big deal? It's fucking... <laughs> I'll probably be the same. Yeah, you know, you get a fucking Whataburger, Shake Shack, In-N-Out Burger. We got Shake Shack over here. Shake Shack's delightful. Shake Shack's okay. I don't mind it. Five Guys I love. Oh, we got many Five Guys over here. Yeah, yeah. We, it, we get a hamburger here. and a small fry, and you get a fucking potato sack full of... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the same here. Yeah. Uh, I remember the first one opened in, like, London however many years ago, and me and my friend had heard about it, so it was like, okay, we'll go. You had to queue for like 20 minutes to get inside because it was the only one in the UK. And I was like, okay, we'll both get our burgers, you know. We, we, we usually get large chips, large fries wherever we go because that's how it works in the UK. So we both both ordered large fries uh, and we were like, they gave us a farm full of chips each. And we was like, what the fuck? Still, uh, you're still eating them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we never made that mistake again. One large fries for two people. Plenty. So more than enough. It's yeah. What am I going to do with a bag of chips? Seriously, a giant <laughs> bag. Not like a fucking, not like a small bag. It's, it's ridiculous. Huge. It's insane. You could, oh, but yeah, I love Five Guys. Well, we love you for tuning in and supporting the Bread Club over on Fightful Overbook to FightfulOverbook.com and Fightful.com. Subscribe on YouTube uh, and wherever podcasts are available. Did you know this is in a podcast form too? I do, yeah. I'm subscribed to the Fightful Overbook podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I was late to the fact that it was a podcast, too. So um, please subscribe, uh, rate, review, tell them you want more Bread Club. Fucking tweet at Sean Ross Sapp and Jeremy and anyone else that is fucking fightful in their name. Tell them. Also, good on good on Sean Ross Sapp for standing up to that silly cunt. The, have you seen that stuff? I did. Uh, fucking... fucking go, Sean. Like, what a fucking champion. What a legend, man. Fuck that guy. Yeah, man. Fucking fucking internet trolls are the worst oh, what a, oh yeah what a crane and he got his account suspended so Sean Rossap wins in real life and he wins virtually too yeah the dude I'm not even the... saying this because we're on fight for man I was on the no. train home and I saw that the dude got his account suspended and I was watching the videos and I was like fucking go Sean yeah I was watching last I was last night I was catching up on the weekend and I was like this guy's a fucking turd monster <laughs> it's the best story of the summer sun weekend it's unbelievable Good for Sean Ross Sapp. Good for him. Yeah, dude. My man, I mean, I know there's gonna there's two sides to every story, and somewhere in the middle is the truth. Homeboy was fucking nose to nose with him, and he was like, Bro, <laughs> let's Do it. go. Do it. And he just props, props to that, man. 
So, yeah, well done, Sean. Uh, yeah, like, subscribe, rate, comment, review, send money, send post, send food. Don't send Ooh, nudes. Yeah. Um, no nudes. 86th nudes, please. Yeah, all that, all that good stuff. Give us a like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, podcast, YouTube, Twitter. Yeah, maybe uh, tweet at Twitter. AOL Messenger, MySpace, MSN. Ooh, nice. Maybe a tweet at myself Evo. and Kieran at KieranRH93 on Twitter at Wizards Podcast. I usually run the account. Um, and if someone else does run the Twitter on the Wizards Podcast, they usually sign it. So, uh, but tweet at us. We want to know who you think is going to win the G1. Let's go. Yeah. Um, I'll quick, we quick shout out of sorts. Uh, I yeah, put a call it. out for messages and, uh, I, Always for, for for tweets to questions, and I always forget to go through them. Uh, no, I always I always put the tweet out far too late, so no one has time to respond. Uh, at never too late, coin, what a coincidence! Uh, asked <laughs> us about Carl Carl Fredericks, um, which we've hit on. And uh, Yusuf Ahmed uh, said, "Did you see the uh, Did you see the picture, Matt, of uh, El Desperado and Dan Housen doing the? I've never done it, tried it before. I did. I curse you. Yeah." Uh, that that was pretty cool. Despy obviously likes Danhausen. He done it in his backstage comments before, so I'm sure they were quite quite excited to meet each other. It was a really cool picture. That's awesome. But yeah, thanks guys for the for the tweets. Um, and I will try to remember to put these tweets out more than like five minutes before we're recording in the future. Yes, I will. We will. We'll, we'll have to get on the same page. Uh, <laughs> yeah. With that. Like, last oh, night yeah. I was like, uh, I was like, I'm gonna do all my prep for tomorrow tonight. And like set up the stream yard for both shows. And I was like doing everything. My wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like stuff now. So, cause I know we're going to wake up and you're going to hit me with something in the morning. <laughs> it's called being productive for once in my life. And we woke up and she was like, Hey, I don't know if you have BJ's over there. Not like, no, beef. I saw you say BJ's on Twitter and I was like, he, he can't no, mean what I think he means. No, it's not. But I was like, it's a wholesale store, like a Costco. That makes a lot more sense. So we were talking about getting a membership, and then I guess she had Googled it at one point, and then because, you know, phones are always listening, she got an ad that came up that said there's a the membership is like half the price, like 25 bucks. So we were, she was like, let's join and go check out the store. And I was like, I have to be home before 1.30, though. Have to. So That, that story makes a lot more sense than what yes, I, well, when I, I felt first, when I first saw the tweet. She uh she was like oh I can't f- I don't want to fill out the membership form on my phone can you use your laptop because I have my laptop out and I'm like yeah so then I'm like okay and then I googled BJ's twenty five dollars and I was like this that's gonna end badly what is gonna come up I typed it and I hit the enter button I was like oh fuck but it was the membership so yes BJ's is a wholesale. I was not tweeting that I was getting BJ's on my way to Walmart before I did the podcast, people. But the Twitter account you can hear about uh, Shining Wizards Matt going to BJ's uh, at Wizards Podcast live every Monday, longest running podcast in wrestling. Uh, I I think so at the very least. Anyway, uh, we're up. There. Look, we're up there. We've been around for a while. Uh, Eleven years in November. Yeah, happy happy anniversary for no- November. Um, celebrate with lots of uh, chops and lariats. Ironically enough, it'll be the day after that New Japan Stardom show, November twenty oh, first, which also, also happens to be my birthday. Oh Jesus Christ, that's some week. That's a good that's a good present, man, for the anniversary and for your birthday. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. So yeah, yeah. eleven years long in November. We got a ton of guests coming up. We got a bunch of United States wrestlers. CPA who's been featured on AEW is 
on our latest episode, which will already have happened when this drops. We've got a bunch of guys from Texas coming up. So check it out. Shiningwizards.com or wherever you get your uh, podcast, just throw Shining Wizards into the search bar. And uh, when you're done doing that, you're going to want to search Wrestle In uh, or Noob Japan Podcast, which is what Kieran's done. Uh, I do have the Hayabusa episode in my queue. Uh, I love that one, man. The guy is a genius. He knows all things FMW, Brett uh, Bahamu FMW on Twitter. Uh, that's definitely the wrong Twitter handle. Fuck. <laughs> Bahu FMW? It's Bahu something. I can't remember off of my head. But no, he was amazing. Uh, yeah, search Wrestle In wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, an episode that would... No, it's dropping next week publicly. You can get it on Patreon for just $1. Uh, Patreon.com slash Wrestle In. Uh, newest episode in Noob Chan will be about Tomohiro Ishii. And it's with uh, Andy H. Murray of What Culture. Uh, I finally uh, fandangled him into coming on the podcast because I know he loves Ishii so much. And it was we just had a fucking... like. It's probably the most enthusiastic two people have ever been when speaking about Tomohiro Ishii. It, it was a great time. Nice. I like that. I went to the wrestle end to see if I could find this guy's uh, Twitter for you. Uh, I can do it. It's, it is Bahu FMW. I got it right. B-A-H-U-F-M-W. If you are remotely interested in an FMW, Atsuhi Onita, uh, Hayabusa, like the guy... What was incredible to me during that is obviously when I go on, if I'm speaking about someone that I think I know all the stuff in the world in, I'll take, I'll, I'll prep loads of notes. I knew for a fact this guy was just speaking out of his, like, what he knew. He spent time with Hayabusa. He got to watch, he'd stuck on, like, a best matches of Hayabusa DVD with Hayabusa. Um, the experiences he's got to have with Hayabusa as a fan. Uh, it, it was a joy to speak to him and pick his brain. Like, it, if you... Don't know Hayabusa. If you do know Hayabusa, you will learn something new. You'll get such a bigger appreciation for the man because wrestling would not be what it is today without him. Yeah, no, Hayabusa is great. So it's definitely it's in the queue. It's something I want to listen to because I'm a big Hayabusa fan. Yeah, heroes, heroes. Uh, and I think that's it, right? Let's go. All right, episode six of the Bread Club comes to an end. Remember, Fightful Overbooked, FightfulOverbooked.com, Fightful.com. Rate, review, subscribe, support myself at Wizards Podcast, The Shining Wizards. Support Kieran at Kieran, RH93 on Twitter, at WrestleIn uh, is where you can find the Noob Japan podcast. And, uh, you know, he's doing great things. They did the Will Ospreay interview, which was huge, and the Hayabusa podcast. If you're looking to expand on uh, the history of Japanese wrestling, it's a great place to start because he does a great job. Uh, and I have fun doing my podcast, so we do all sorts of goofy shit over there. We're doing a trivia game on our latest episode called "Can You Beat That?" So you know, if you want to test your uh, test your your wrestling knowledge, you can tune in and play along. It's not fucking easy. It is. <laughs> oh, it fails so badly. It is. It is. <laughs> it's. So Tony usually picks like a topic, and he'll. And the concept of the game is he gives you the topic and tells you how many answers there are. You play against somebody else and you have to say how many you can get right. And then you volley with the other person. So if I said five and you said six, and then I said seven and yeah. it gets to a point where you're like, okay, name that it's, can you beat that? And if you get one wrong, you fucking lose. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we have a championship belt that is made and we've had several champions it is not in the heat of the moment it is it is it is rough because you don't we don't prep them we don't tell them any questions it's it's fun though it's a good time it, it, it's the it's the g1 of some of of the brain 
That was uh, Tony was looking for suggestions for the tiebreaker question, and I was like, you could just tell them to name all the G1 winners. Jesus, man. <laughs> we can't, they can't, no more fun, no softballs, bro. I mean, yeah, you only have to be able to name more than the other person, I guess. So, but, uh, but, you know, still, wow. You know, we're, you know, we're fucking wrestling fans and we're guys. So you want to try and be fucking. Monster. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like one, uh, this dude, Kevin Rogue, who also does another podcast, his, his, um, game plan was to let the other person fail. So he would pump the numbers up yeah, and, then yeah. other, and he'd be like, and then hope, yeah, hope they don't. <laughs> he was successful. He succeed, won the title and he defended it once and then, and then he lost. So it worked for two games. That's brilliant. Uh, it's fun. Uh, we have a good time. Hell yeah. So check it out. If you like wrestling, mm-hmm. people that don't take wrestling too seriously, it's the best way. Yeah. But uh, keep uh, keep your eyes on the Bread Club. G1 Finals coming in a couple weeks. We'll be back to talk about that. Episode 7. Tweet at the Fightful people that you love the Bread Club. And we appreciate your support. Drop a bunch of comments in the, uh, the YouTube page, too. Uh, and let us know what you think of the episodes. And we will talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Happy G1. I'm going to end the broadcast now. Bread Club out. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 